John Wick, Nightcrawler, Birdman, and Interstellar. This week and much more on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the only podcast on the internet your parents don't want you listening to. As always, I am Paul, and with me is Nathan. Yep, the only one. The only one on the internet. It's kind the of most like explicit. A... I don't know. It's not, <laughs> not at all. We're, we're pretty... actually not. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty tame, I think. Like polite Canadians telling you stuff about movies. Dangerous. It's just like polite Canadians. <laughs> Polite Canadians. Yeah. Okay. Polite Canadians just like giving opinions. The yeah. worst thing for parents, especially Ooh. Christian parents. I guess so. Yeah. Pretty. pretty Actually, you know stuff. what? In a way, kind of. I guess. But, anyways, we're never yeah, like, we... hey, don't go to church, kids. Watch movies instead. It's it's more important. Just it just it tune could it, out. it could it could actually kickstart a career. Movies if, like. Like, if you take it seriously enough and you're just like, I'm going to make one of these motherfuckers and then you become Kevin Smith mm, or Quentin Tarantino. Actually, you know what? A lot of people <laughs> actually just like, man, I really like movies. I should stuff. do that, too. I'm going to make movies about how I like movies. And then you get millions. movies. <laughs> <laughs> millions upon millions. There is uh, Clerks 3 coming out. OK, two is pretty good. See, I guess I, I'm OK with the Clerks movies as like and i as a series now in my head because at first it was like two and eh, and then I, what they did with it is that it's actually just like secretly randall graves and dante movies like uh-huh. just following the, like their life as they're working mindless jobs but like so don't you think fine. kevin smith would be getting more and more out of touch with what that's like because he's i don't know, think so because and successful and gets paid just to talk about comic books and shit now like, so. I don't know. At this point, maybe, but that's what I kind of liked about, like, Clerks 1 and 2, is that I feel it came from a genuine place of, like, Clerks 1 for sure, because that was... One, him. yeah, like, it's like, that was the store he worked at, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. it was hand, like, homemade kind of thing. Like, and I two, have credit card debt now because I made this movie. And 2 was kind of, like, night. a weird allegory for just, like, m- middle age and, like, growing up. And still being caught in like the same rat race that you like were in before, and or fast food like instead of convenience stores. But yeah, yeah. So like there was a like honesty there. I think I don't know what three is gonna be like. Honestly, I I'm not worried because at the end of the day, it will be a Kevin Smith film. Though there will be like probably a racist word thrown in there somehow. Like there Michael will be Carts talk. Will be in- saying something there will be talk about just like genitals yeah so like and somehow relate to podcasting now i'm sure because podcasting for him is the new comic book to talk Uh about that yeah maybe randall's like a really successful podcaster you know he talks about movies a lot would you say that he made podcasting like more of a famous thing i don't know like my, my perception either. of it is like Ricky Gervais kind of was big early, I guess, and then started. My thing is that Leo Laporte was the podcasting dude, but that's because he was the tech guy. Okay. Like, he and like that's the thing is that he is a tech. He was always on tech TV shows and ra- like call in shows. 
So doing a podcast was just the internet radio. Hmm. So, of course, that was just like, hey, internet's a thing. I'm going to do my radio show on here and put it out to iPod users, podcaster. Okay. <laughs> like, from the get-go. So that's why, like, for but he's not famous. That's the difference, I think. Maybe in Canada, because he's done a lot of stuff in Canada for, like, people that follow tech stuff, maybe. But in the grand scheme of things... There's like a movie director that a lot of people have either seen a movie from or at least know his name or something and tech guy. I'm just <laughs> so. looking at the podcast Wikipedia page. Apparently a Guardian writer coined the term in February 2004. So there you go. Really? <laughs> and not that like my my entry point into podcast was around 2005, I guess, when the hotspot started doing stuff. GameSpot's podcast. Mm hmm. Uh, Although I don't know if that's actually true, it might have been like they they started doing it then, and I listened to like a year's worth of those while I played Counter Strike in like 2006. See, the weird thing is that, is that when I remember back, I've actually been listening to quote unquote podcasts for a long, long time. It's uh-huh. just that before they were real audio files that people would put on like their site, and it was just an audio blog. Like, oh, okay. It, it wasn't really it. The term podcast wasn't a thing because the iPod was like just being invented or something. And mm-hmm. the idea that you would it would be an RSS feed that would download directly to your device, which is what made it become a podcast. And I just listened to like I would like to go on sites and about horror movies or something. I listened to two dudes that put up their real audio file of them talking for a little bit because that was like the most compressed file you could do. For awesome. internet at the time and it required real real player which was like a real pain in the ass because it would give you spyware like almost all the time and oh, it, would, okay. it would bog down memory it was such garbage <laughs> but that's the way people compress stuff back then until like mp3s became a real big thing i guess for the podcasting and just itunes scene in general uh-huh yeah I I get, so only like a decade of of podcasts and stuff although like up to at what point do you think you were doing that like oh three oh two or something like, yeah like i was i was big I, was, I wasn't even in uh my like calgary school yet so mm-hmm. and i moved there in 2002 or one like just for like the grade 10 11 12 like high school uh-huh so Maybe 2001. Yeah, I'll say 2001-ish. Okay. Early adopter. But, like, but, hey. But, like, it wasn't a podcast. It was just audio on a dude's site. <laughs> so. So it, it was, like, a proto-podcast. It was it was essentially talk radio on the internet, though, right? That's exactly what it was. I think Real Player also just had, like, that functionality built in where you could just go, like, real, uh... I can't remember what the name was. It like real stream or something like that. And it would just basically find stuff on the internet to stream to you as a radio station. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess so, just like radio style programming is the origin of all of this. So that's why there's like giant archives of just interview shows and stuff that are the same kind of thing. Right. But, absolutely. Talk radio. That's what yeah, it is. But the internet component, the ease of getting that stuff and getting hours and hours of it to listen whenever you want. That's the difference. So, hey, write in. What was your first podcast? Uh, Burning Barrel. There's probably an email address. That would be that, that would be cool to know, actually. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just podcast at burningbarrel.co. 
that you could send that to. Okay. That would be cool to know. I would be interested in knowing that. You could do it on Twitter, too, I guess. You could just say Shout it. at us on there. I wonder know. if we should just like try to start like a hashtag and I'll just check that hashtag every week to see if there's anything new in there to talk about. All right. So like just like hashtag burning barrel or like, do you think we need to be more distinctive than that? Or else we'll get like some redneck party. We're just like, I'm bringing the squirrel this weekend. What? what get what your burning barrel hashtag burning barrel ready. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, Thanks, Cletus 69. So like for, like first... BB podcast or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, we can figure it out. It doesn't really matter. But this is a podcast and we have provided hours of entertainment. I will say I yeah. will say entertainment should be in there. Uh, like opinions. I don't know. Like sure. my use of podcasting is most just like put stuff on the background while I'm doing stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. makes doing the dishes more exciting. People. Dude, talk. I used to listen to podcasts doing the dishes all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it was I my mean, before it was like it. Sticks greatest hit CD, but you can only listen to the song so many times. So that's like, all right, what what else we got? Hey, how about this podcast? But <laughs> before I had an iPhone that would just like had speakers in it, it would or like, you know, oftentimes at full confession, when I'm doing dishes, I'm also wearing pajama pants. They don't have pockets, so you can't just put your right. iPod in your pocket i always wear a hoodie though so i always have a pocket on my stomach area i guess that would have been a solution too but then like for me like long sleeves with dishwater i Mm. I would have problems there too so my solution was like the radio adapters for like a car and i just had my cd player and a rate it also had a radio so i would like be tuning into my ipod broadcasting in the corner where my cds used to be played but like i said you can only listen to Man in the Wilderness so many times. I guess a confession of mine in that regard, too, is that if I didn't have, like, headphones or something, right, and I had a speaker on my actual device I was listening to, I yeah. would just crank it up all the way, put it glass down on my shoulder, and just kind of, like, maybe breathe a little bit on it so it would stick to my skin better, and uh-huh. then put my shirt over it so oh, okay. splash water on it. Yeah, I was like, that just tumble off your shoulder into the sink or something. It's the worst. It's a nightmare. Yeah, no, but like if you put like your shoulder, your uh, shirt or something over it, then it would just like fall through and probably crash and smash on the floor. But it wouldn't get wet, so that's that's the main thing. It's protected. <laughs> yeah, early podcast problems, but yeah, I don't know. Headphones they also help. What are your podcast problems? Podcast that they're burning barrel talk. But on this week's podcast, I have like a slate of movies to talk about. I don't know if you want to start with. Some Maybe other... we should talk about why we weren't here last week first. Right. I guess that's more important. Uh, last week, I was in the great state of California. Um, mm-hmm. The Republic of California. It's got a bear on the flag. It I does. Why? Yes. Like, I, I honestly thought that was like a Fallout New Vegas thing. No, that's and, a thing. And it's just like, no, no, dude, like that's their real state flag. Right. Oh, I I don't think about bears here at all. Like we have bears actually up here near the mountains in like the desert. I don't know why you'd be encountering one, but whatever. Beside the point, uh, Meg 64 was hosting uh, their game days event, which is, I guess, a two day thing. Technically, the first day is just kind of panels and stuff. And then the second day is a big giant meetup at Disneyland where you just kind of roll with the huge group of people. To different rides and stuff. Uh, I guess the panel stuff, uh, Game Grumps, 
I did they're... watch the panel, by the way. So we oh, can okay. talk about that if you have something to say about it. It's a panel. So. It's a panel. I like thought about going up and asking a question, but by the time you know you've got something, it's like, oh, there's like forty people there. Whatever. I'm. I'm okay. Fine. What What was your question? Let's throw that out there. Oh, I'm trying to think back to like what would have been what I was thinking at the time. Like that. That's that's kind of like also just thing of like you just get a rush of thoughts about just the various videos and things, and you're just like, I don't know even what to ask. I guess I was thinking like that whole time, like trying to figure out some way to bring up their Nintendogs video because I really like that video, but okay. who cares about that game or video now? Kind of. Um, well, well do, the do video more it? so like, than the game. Yeah, just it's kind of yeah. like inspired by like uh, There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men, like movie trailers. So it's weirdly intense, but it's about Nintendogs. That's the joke. Um, but just I don't know, maybe maybe something about bringing that character back or figuring out some way to do that again. But I don't know. I great. See, that's why I stayed in my seat. That's why I was just like, eh, I'll let these people ask questions and embarrass themselves, uh, which they didn't do that bad a job. Um, no, as far as I panels didn't. go, I was going to say, I thought the questions were pretty decent, actually. Like I, when they asked, I would be like, you know, I kind of would like to know the answer to that. Sure. Let's go. Like maybe, yeah. maybe like the Evangelion waifu question. Not the greatest, but yeah, there's I, there's always one. <laughs> I mean, they're big Evangelion fans, but just why boil that down to I love that like they that. skipped over Rocco for that question, too. Like, yep. he had to pull back and just be like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, how did whoa, whoa. I get skipped? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, was the Game Grumps panel uploaded anywhere or no? Is that... Oh, were they... Did they have their own separate they panel? Ha- they, they started kind of the series of panels, so I don't know much about... Oh. Like, it's like, oh, Eagle Raptor, I know who that is. Uh, I guess Ninja Sex Party is totally affiliated with them, like, closely. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, Mitchell? Is that the guy? Who? Mitchell? Is that one of the dudes? He has like a big kind of afro, like a lot of hair. No, Danny. Danny? Danny? Okay. So he was there for that panel, but not subsequent panels. Yeah, Danny is the other grump. So like, and he is the lead guy for Ninja Sex Party. So closely, they are the same now, basically. Okay. And yeah. Star Bomb and stuff. Is he in that? Yeah, so like it's the guy they call it's Brian, like Ninja Brian does like the backing music and stuff for Ninja Sex Party and Danny does the singing and like other stuff like that. Okay. And Danny does Game Grumps with Aaron, Eagle Raptor, and Ninja Brian, Danny, and Aaron all do Star Bomb. So Star Bomb is essentially just Oh, Ninja uh, Sex Party plus Ninja Sex Party Eagle Raptor? With, with Eagle Raptor. That's exactly okay. what it is, in fact. They call it out like at the beginning of the album. It's like Eagle Raptor and Ninja Sex Party gonna catch them all, suck my balls, or something. It's like the first line on their first song. Well there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. They just kinda joked around and talked for a while and maybe endeared themselves to me a little bit more than I was before. I watched a bunch of No, dude, of... they're aff- they're like affable guys. It's just yeah. that Aaron has bad opinions that he doesn't usually he's hypocritical about a lot of stuff he says, which is totally fine because I, I guess but like, like we I are too, watching, I'm sure. I was watching a bunch of like the animations and stuff, like his his older stuff and yeah. Legend of Awesome or whatever, like clearly you see his opinion of three D Zelda games in there. 
of just like the yeah. repetitious nature and Navi and all that stuff is kind of in a one minute video. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I like his uh, awesome videos. They're really dumb. I love well, I, I, I don't know if it's like I just just impressed with the YouTube app. I just hit play and it just kept going down this playlist. And you're like, yeah, whatever, man. Just keep the dumb stuff coming. And I watched like an hour or something. See, like, that is actually a good thing. If you're watching like a three to five minute animation, it's really bad if you're like watching Mega 64 podcast. And like, fall let's asleep. load up another one. It's like, dude, that was like an hour and a half. Like, don't, right? Don't just like, no, my bandwidth. What are you doing? <laughs> or is it? Yeah, this is like one or two minute little jokes. Like some are just like ten yeah. second jokes. It's just like, right? Hey, Pikachu yells something. It's like there, whatever. That that's a joke. It's just, just like Pikachu, and that's it. Like, that, yeah, yeah, or like kind of abandoned concept videos, like just Charmander and Charmeleon or something. Like I watched a lot of old videos. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So Game Grumps, uh, they didn't they didn't show up at the Disneyland half of the whole event. Um, oh, and I guess Mega 64 in their their panel debuted uh, sequence erase. Uh, you like know what? I was going to ask you what video. they debuted. Yeah. yeah, they debuted that. And um, there was some kind of behind the scenes stuff of some videos that they aren't allowed to show, like put on their channel because like the people they were working with or whatever are just like, this is this is inside our headquarters or something we can't have that out there okay so yeah and i guess we're not like those that saw it that part would be edited out of their panel so we're not really supposed (laughs) to elaborate on what all that was about so sorry had to have been there uh we got a bunch of free posters that was cool and there were like cheap shirts and stuff and regular price shirts i didn't know there was like a bioshock skit shirt but i i bought that and wore it uh it it have you seen the Bioshock Infinite video? It's basically like Rocco digging through garbage cans and stuff for like food. Cause that's I thought what that was Fallout. It does. No. This, this oh, is, Fallout uh, was where like he would take clothes off people or something. Yeah. It was like yeah, okay. looting and stuff or like the VATS battle system and stuff. Yeah. Like okay. Uh, this was uh, kind of light bloom everywhere and he's in like some historic village or something digging through garbage cans looking for like pizza. Yeah shrimp and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so it's like gastrointestinus is like the like bigger name or whatever, like the power-up name for this ability that they're joking about. And okay. I was wearing that shirt and ate bad pizza. And Oh no. It was perfect, but so bad. But it's oh. just like, I'm wearing a shirt about being made ill about pizza, and I, sh- I am now <laughs> gross. It was great. It's great times. Uh, vomiting. It's it's not recommended if you have an eating disorder or something. I'm not making light of that. But I am. Ugh. It's funny. Feel better afterwards, I guess. But geez. And unless you actually have like a sickness and vomiting just like makes you do the dry heave, which is yeah. so bad. That is the worst. Yeah, the this this had like the tiniest tiniest bit of that but I, I recovered overnight and was fine i just you know tylenol and whatever so yeah i managed to turn a story about disneyland into like barfing but i didn't actually throw up on any of the rides because they're pretty tame they're mm. they're kind of family friendly fair even sure. like their roller coasters and stuff like only one goes upside down <clears throat> and even then it's uh, a <laughs> big kid to ride it yeah well yeah like the height yeah. restrictions and everything but it's I don't know. It's a, 
it's a fast roller coaster, but it also only does one upside down bit. There's no like corkscrews in it or anything. It's called California Screamin', you know, California Dreamin'. Little little joke there. That was on California Adventure side. Uh, but man, I don't know. You've never you've never been to Disneyland, right? Like no. So a lot of what I'm saying is just abstract nonsense. Like you you heard of Space Mountain? I have. Like I've seen pictures and like videos of people doing stuff at Disneyland, and I've been to a theme park before. Okay. So it's not like an abstract idea. It's just concept. that like, yeah, right. Exactly. So people line up and then go on like weird little mechanical contraptions. Oh, that weird. Carry them through kind of, uh, you know, usually speed or dropping or splashing or something. But, but why would they do this? Uh, for amusement, I guess. Oh, like, man. Just, yeah. Um, kind of, kind of like the novel things about Disneyland compared to any other amusement park I've been to is they like, kind of recognize that you're going to be spending a lot of your time in a line. So they yeah. try to make those lines interesting places. Sure. So it's like, it's an Indiana Jones themed line. You're in like mines and there's treasure around and like, there's, you know, just c- tunnels and like a weird video with John Rice Davies talking to you as, as Sala, the character about this ancient temple and the curse and all this stuff. So there's just like Indiana Jones stuff to appreciate mm-hmm. while you're waiting for like half an hour or whatever to, sit in a fake jeep and go through like a three minute thing do they give uh, you like uh the opportunity to buy like front of the line passes for more uh it's it we had a, a th- i think with every ticket you can get what is called a fast pass like right yeah but i think you only can have one out at a time maybe but what you can do with that is like oh man the line for this ride is like 45 minutes okay i'll get a fast pass and that's like scheduled for a later time so, oh Okay. It's like come back between three thirty and four, four thirty. I think you get an hour window. And but like, wouldn't there still be a line from line. Fast Pass people? Yeah, you still get like a Fast Pass line, but they only give out so many Fast Passes per hour block. So that's oh, so still can fast. Never be that long, mm-hmm. uh, which we only I think we only really like tried to take advantage of that with California Screaming, but the roller coaster was broken when we came back. So they're just like, yeah, uh, maybe try again later. And we just ended up going on it the next day. Um, but we we did use it for the Twilight Zone uh, Tower of Terror ride, which okay. is basically just like there seems to be very few types of ride that it's exists. the drop of doom, right? Yeah, you just drop. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you're in an elevator. What's going to happen? Well, we're buckled into like really elaborate seats with like things and. I, th- I think this elevator is no good, guys. We're going to drop. And yeah, sure enough. Um, but that one, it was like, OK, we're fast past suite. We're in this short line. Yeah, we're right in here near the elevators and everything. Oh, all the like all but one of them is now broken. So that inflated our wait time anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was kind of unfortunate. Well, it's amusement park stuff that happens yeah. every now and then, depending on when you go. It's just kind of a luck of the draw. Like just seeing staff deal with that and stuff. Like, the like guy they, at, are they stressed too? They're just like, uh, oh shit, this magical mystery thing is down. <laughs> like they're 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 trying not to like exhibit it over, but like the guy at Tower of Terror specifically used some pretty poor wording to describe what was going on. It was just like, yeah, so uh, this this one on this side here, uh, it's actually out of order right now. Uh, we had to evacuate everyone out of that elevator into this other one and you're just like don't use the word evacuate in this oh. situation <laughs> also i just had bad pizza just don't use that word maybe 
Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. don't talk about evacuating things. It's, Every it's, elevator it's, in my body is about to evacuate at the yeah. thought of this. Tone that down. So I don't know, just like little things like that, or like people changing shifts and just trying to bring the next person up to speed about what's going on. I'm just like, yeah, no. So it's like work stuff. Just we gotta like up. shuttle people down over here. Actually, yeah, okay. Like the big lesson this time. This is my third time ever being using that. First time I've been like cognizant of this. I would never want to work there because it is right. like the fastest pace retail environment ever. And you're not right. allowed to be upset because it's the happiest place on earth. Actually, and... it's against their rules. They have rule rules for workers there. I can't remember who went through them. Yeah. And there's some weird shit in there. Yeah, I think it was like... Rhett and Link on their YouTube channel that went through like the weirdest rules at Disney. Okay. For staff. I... Cause it, like, they, they one of them is staff. you can never point. They're cast members. Yeah, we actually had a former staff member rolling with us the first day when it was all the Mega 64 kind of group. And she was kind of just talking about, yeah, Disney pointing, which is gesturing with like your whole hand. Yeah, you can't point a finger to show If you point a finger, you could offend somebody somewhere, I guess. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I I didn't know that was a thing. It's like, yeah, you have to just kind of gesture with your hands. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, just like positive ways of spinning things, like trying never to be negative in your responses like and i I, I, when i knew this i was encountering that when i was like stage 10 emergency i need new shoes right now because this is pinching my toes and we're walking a lot uh hey do you know if you have anything other than these crocs uh uh, like he he was just like trying to think of stuff trying to like say no in the politest way ever trying to recommend another store kind of stuff but it was just dancing around it it's like Okay, no, don't yeah. worry about it. I'll, I'll figure that, it out. And then I. That is one of the things like, you. They are not allowed to say they don't know, at yeah, all. Like, yeah. So it's just I don't know, kind of stammery and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like sorry for bothering you. I'll I'll figure this out later. And I bought some Oswald flip flops, and those turned out to be the solution. So do you, do you want to know some other rules they have that sure. I just can remember off the top of my head? Okay. If if you are playing a character of some sort, you have to learn how that character does an autograph. Oh, okay. So like every, so like if you have like, say Jody, uh, Sarah and I don't know, Jill or something, all playing Cinderella, they all have to look this. The autograph has to look the exact same for every single one of them. Weird. I wonder if they because then a kid getting the autograph is just like, I got Cinderella's autograph and then somebody else will be like, yeah, see, I know this is true because I did too. And it's the same. (laughs) Yeah, weird. Yeah, we didn't really interact much with characters in costume. Like we, you obviously see a bunch of them around. The only one yeah. we actually like thought after we saw him, like, oh, we should, we should just whatever. We'll get a picture with that guy. Is Oswald like that rabbit character that they brought mm-hmm. back because of Epic Mickey? So yeah, it's like that's weird because it's like he's almost video game related now. Like he yes. has a gas station in California Adventure. Let's go. Like we'll go by there again. He was just never there again, like, for oh, the no. rest of the time we were there. Like, we saw him when we entered California Adventure, but we hadn't been there yet. So we just kind of went into the park and did a bunch of stuff. And then it's like, oh, he's only here until 5 o'clock. Okay, we'll know to catch him tomorrow. Oh, he's he's not there. Well, it's kind of a heat wave, so I don't know. Maybe it would be really uncomfortable to be in the costume, whatever. We'll check again later. Still not there. Next day, not there. So that just didn't happen. But I, I whatever. Like, fo- focusing on negative stuff. Oh, I guess since we're doing that, uh, some of the rides were closed. Like uh, they were de Halloweening some of them and making them Christmas themed. Okay. Which, yeah. So we did get to see a couple Halloween themed things, but like uh, 
the Space Mountain actually had like this weird monster in it, which was kind of cool. But okay. um, the Jungle Cruise, I guess, was being changed to be Christmas themed. And I guess it's a small world as well, which is kind of not anyone's favorite ride. But it's one of those classic rides that, you know, was there in like 1955. So, so you kind of want to. Yeah. Kind of want to see it just could be like, this is a classic. Like Walt Disney himself was like, this is a great idea. And like put sign something that made this happen. But uh, yeah, that that wasn't there. Um, Enchanted Tiki Room. I still like that. I guess an addendum to that was uh, we went to this bar after called Trader Sam's, which is Tiki Room themed, but for adults and drinking. And it was fun. <laughs> it was maybe one of the highlights of the whole thing. Like they have special themed tiki drinks. And if you order them, weird stuff happens in the bar. Like they'll just press buttons and like screens will light up and like a ship will sink or a volcano will go off, go off or something. And all the bartenders spray bottles everywhere. And it's like, Oh, it's raining the Tiki storm. It was fun. I know I'm making it sound real fun, but it actually was. If you're in Disneyland, Trader Sam's is a good way to end it. Um, and then we just hung around downtown Disney and watch movies. So, okay. Yeah, that was, uh, that was that vacation. I don't cool. Do you, do you have any questions about it? I just feel like I'm just no. missing stuff. Okay. No, it's, it's it, I mean, it's Disneyland. <laughs> like it's an amusement park. So like, it's just kind of like, did you have fun? Yes. Okay. That was like the most important question. Maybe <laughs> I guess actually I'm going to bring up, uh, there's this, there's a toy story thing there now called midway mania. And it's okay. basically a video game. Like okay. I, I Actually, both uh, kind of Toy Story themed rides in the whole place, like uh, the other one's Buzz Lightyear, are basically games. Like you're just handed a gun and you shoot little targets as you're going through this kind of pretty simple ride. Um, like Buzz Lightyear actually has kind of like uh, models and stuff set up and like weird little robots everywhere and like paintings. And you're going through kind of a pretty conventional little fun house and there's targets everywhere. Uh, the Midway Mania one is weird because it, it's basically just like six banks of screens and you just kind of go through them and like shoot little like uh, darts, I guess, is kind of what you're shooting on screen and racking up points and whatever multipliers and all that stuff. So it's kind of like a light gun shooter that has like a motion to it and whatever, which is kind of neat. And you're competing hmm. against other people in your car as well as just daily and weekly leaderboards and stuff. So they're definitely embracing more interactive stuff. Um, and I guess Star Tours is new since I was there last. So it's got all kind of CG stuff in it and new movies stuff in it. <laughs> um, so whether that's to your liking or not, uh, it's still Star Wars, though. We built lightsabers like and bought them. And it was it was pretty fun, like toy ones with plastic and stuff. But you get to assemble it out of various little components from various movies and various characters. So hmm. That's kind of cool. I thought it was kind of a neat thing, yeah. Sure. Um, There's some yeah. weird shit going on at Disney. I, I like when you type in Disneyland mm-hmm. or like Disney like World or Disney anything. There's yeah. a lot of weird facts that people decide this is the internet. I'm gonna just like put this out there. <laughs> I guess hmm. like the fact that there have been apparently many many cases or whatever for the actors and like the cartoon characters for different Disney people or whatever. Yeah. Like just molesting customers. <laughs> Shit like that. It's really weird. 
like I don't know at work, like at Disneyland, and just ruin like, it for everybody. I guess like in 2004, a Tigger actor was acquitted of molesting a 13 year old girl and her mother. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like they were I don't know. Though, so it didn't happen. I guess. I guess, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's it's weird. It's like. You pay money to just have like this constructed environment be really positive and upbeat. And that's kind of cool, but kind of false in a weird way. Like staff kind of being forced to be nice to you and whatever. So we were trying not to be bad customers in any way or complaining about anything or whatever. But I don't know. It, it was it was the first time I was really like paying attention to the staff there and considering their plight, which like, yeah, it's like. It's a Monday and there could just be a giant rush of people at any point because it's right. Disneyland. Like it's it's always on. And that just sounds terrible. Like the, unless they're really well compensated, like it's like, dude, like crazy good wages or just like tons of benefits or something. Like, I don't know why you'd opt to do that. Apparently, they many of them make just over minimum wage. Huh? It's just like, so, it's fun. It's like, is it like for that much? Like, it's like you get to wear a weird Star Wars kind of uniform. It's like, yeah, but you're just in like the busiest toy store. And like every 10 minutes, just a giant horde of people come through that door because they just got off the ride and all the rides exit through there. So it's like, oh, dude, there's lightsabers. And then there's just kids running around. Like if you buy a lightsaber, they make sure to tape it like so you can't use it because it's like we just don't want crazy lightsaber fights breaking out all over the park. We can't right. Deal with that. Just please leave this in this bag. And you're just like, okay. Like we're we're adults. Like we'll we're fine with that. But I could see why that would be a. But like the minute policy. you left, you're just like, no, like no, we weren't. But anyone could. It's just like whatever. It's scotch tape. I paid yeah hundred dollars to get in here. That's the other thing. Every person in there is going to be the most entitled customer too, because they sure. just paid like a hundred bucks to get in. So it's like, you know, I I just got me- like access to this place. Like you better make this a fun time do you know how much it costs for us to get in here like it's just like entitled customers and lots of them everywhere sounds terrible but hey it it was uh it was a fun time did you know in 2010 in disneyland paris two park employees committed suicide one of which was a chef named frank and he scratched a message into the wall before hanging himself that message was i don't want to go back to mickey's house or in his language, je ne veux pas retourner, retourner chez Mickey. What? Isn't so that morbid, really dude. weird? And it's the employees stuff. there refer to it as Mosewitz, apparently. That room or whatever? or No, like the park, like oh. working there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's the a... happiest place on earth. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> the actual rides themselves and stuff definitely impressed me on occasion of just thinking about like, honestly, it was the first time I went there thinking about the fact that some game developers have commented on theme park design as being part of their inspiration or whatever. So it's like it, it's weird because it's like it is an on rails experience with a narrative happening in a lot of cases. So it's just like go through here and then you see this part of the story and then you go over here and this happens and then you go around here and then you exit like it's just kind of like this is almost a level, you know, huh. like like this is like a summary of who framed Roger Rabbit, but in like three minutes and they just right. kind of have to boil it down to like 
certain scenes and certain actions in a car or like like so many just like in a car things because it's just like yeah you're moving through this environment and seeing wacky stuff like indiana jones you're just in a jeep driving through this temple and then like three things happen and then you leave <laughs> but you line up oh, and so go it's do uncharted it. yeah i don't know yeah kind of, i guess but just high adventure things happen but they always happen like that's kind of the magic of it is like seeing it one time like we went on indiana jones again and like it was britney's first time the first time through and i was like oh wow that's so great let's go on again all right uh, it was a lot less it just does the same thing huh it's like yeah the snake pops out and then all oh, the skeletons and then you go over the bridge and oh no the bridge and then boulder and, yeah every time spoilers for a ride i guess Are you- are you able to get kicked out of Disneyland? Oh, you must. You must. But oh, I mean, didn't... not not for being like drunk and pissing like in a child's hair or something. OK, but, like just for being a cynical jerk or what? Well, like if you went up to Mickey and you're just like, do you actually like your job here or something? And then they're just like <laughs> answer by shaking their head or whatever. And they're just like, you can talk to me, man. Like, I know what they're doing to you. <laughs> just like breaking. Just, just be real, actors. son. Yeah, no, they're not allowed to break care. The cast members, everyone who works there is a cast member. The, the doors all say that. They don't say staff. Cause it's, I, it's I think he talked about it in that uh, panel that we were referring to earlier, but he's also said it many times other places. Uh, Ego Raptor actually worked at Disneyland for a Oh, bit. okay. Yeah. yeah. And he was saying it's like the worst job he's ever had. <laughs> it was just weird, like a weird place to work, and people were just like, I don't know, out there sort of thing that worked there. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about, I was like, you you would have to be to do that. I mean, it's like every now and then you encounter someone who's like really seems to be enjoying it, though. Like the guy who runs the Enchanted Tiki Room really got into the act. And like he did this whole kind of spiel that was essentially just the exit is over there in case you need to leave. But he did it like kind of in character and did various voices and stuff. And the whole crowd loved it. Like it was like, at that point, it was full of Meg 64 people. So, like, right. everybody in that room was, like, kind of on the same page. And it, it, he just kind of did this performance, and it was pretty awesome. And then the automated, like, uh, I guess, man, animatronics just did the rest of the thing. But right. I don't know. Like, every now and then a staff member gen- seems to genuinely enjoy what's going on. But then, yeah, you, there's a lot of just, like, I work in the worst, like, clothing store <laughs> Like, I, I mean, I'm sure that's every job. There are people there just like, I I really enjoy like getting to see the new jeans come in or something. And then the other person's like, this is the worst day of my life. I'm going to hang myself with this denim right here. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's any job, I'm sure. Or something. Yeah. But... How was uh like hanging out with Mega64? Maybe we should talk about like the actual thing that happened that yeah. putting that on. It was it was neat just being part of like a huge horde that would triple a line just by showing up kind of thing like it was just like you could watch the impact the giant crew showing up has on like the estimated time or whatever and that kind of thing or just having people to talk to while you're waiting around like like we had to wait for like an hour for space mountain but we were playing like weird kind of phone games with everybody in line uh for most of that time so it just kind of went by a lot faster um i mean like kind of awkward sometimes though of just like we're all kind of internet aware of like the same thing so that's like our common point of interest so there was definitely kind of uh moments of just like we're gonna go now kind of thing like it just like 
should we like swap email addresses or something? Like, I don't, I don't know. We got to go. Like, we're going to miss our shuttle. Like, it was just like, it ended on a really kind of, I feel we sh- could have been more sociable, but why? Like internet, right. like we're separated by like many miles and like, we might never go to this again. So it was just kind of this weird kind of, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, hmm. bye. Like, I, I always <laughs> kind of felt that way with like, waiting in line for like the giant bomb cast or something because yeah. you'd be in the same room with people that were all there for one general like for the same four or five dudes right like the, we all know the jokes and all these little things and we're stuck in this room together for like two and a half hours until they open the doors yeah and you just kind of like start talking to people and stuff and it there's all there was always something weird about it. it's like you could tell the people that really really like giant bomb because it's like, oh, yeah, they know each other by forum name and stuff. And I didn't participate in the forums because I don't like a lot of people that are there or something. It's like, yeah, like you feel like the of... almost like the outcast and like something you like because you don't like, like it as much as some other dude there. Or I feel like you just like it in a very different way. Like, like casually. Well, Filthy maybe casual. or it's like <laughs> I'm not convinced anyone anywhere has listened to the bombcast over and over again as much as I do. But. That doesn't translate. But to that guy right there sure has, name. because yeah. he just recited like episode one ninety two or something fully. Well, I haven't seen people doing that though. It's more like no. the people that send in a box of stuff or whatever. Like there was a guy next to us at the panel. Like actually, yeah, guy in the panel that's like, "Hey, I brought you a loot crate." That guy was like right next yeah. to us. Oh, okay. So yeah, we we talked to that guy a bit beforehand, and it seems like there's like some of these kind of super fans that have come to game days many times that like all the principal people of Meg 64 now know by name because they're there every year. So is it's there just any like... kind of jealousy associated with that being? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's because just then like... it's just like that, like, fuck you. You're a nobody too. <laughs> Why like, are you talking uh, about? Yeah. There was totally moments where I'm just kind of like, well, they're right there, but they're busy talking to like some guy they sort of know. So I, I don't know. I'm just not going to bring that up. Just to be honest. The experience at PAX, it soured. Oh, like, maybe gun shy like, about yeah. saying stuff. Yeah, for sure. Just yeah, God, yeah, just not wanting to risk losing interest in something. So it's just like, hey, if I just right. don't engage, I can't get hurt. Really brave, <laughs> but yeah. <I> just... <laughs> when you put just... it that way, it sounds like a weird lover thing, but it it's not really. Well, it's like, I, I want to still be enthusiastic about this, and if I kind of get just, I don't like know. Like shunned or something. Or just like, we're really busy, like, we've got to move on or something. Or just, I, or trying to just think of, like, a conversation topic that is brief enough to just bring up in line at an amusement park, but isn't, like, really serious or anything. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm just going to wait in line for this ride and talk about this. Right. So, yeah, I, I was ill at ease at times, but I don't know. It's it's a strange thing. Internet gatherings. Uh, there there was maybe one moment that was pretty fantastic. That I don't know if it was like chronicled anywhere. Uh, Meg 64 kind of trolled Autopia, which is like this really simple car ride. And like just okay. 40 or 50 people just gathered at the exit to it. And we're just cheering and clapping. And mm-hmm. it was just like like 
But at the end of the ride, so, like, all the cars are just sitting in, like, a gridlock and people are waiting to get out of their cars. And there's just this giant group of people just going, like, yeah, you're the best. I wonder if they felt good about it, though. Maybe they were just like, I am the best. Thank you, group of people that randomly appear. Like, people exiting past them. Like, some of, like, kids were just like, this is great. Yeah, clapping. And, like, older people were just kind of, like, looking sideways glances and just kind of drifting past. And eventually, like, staff came and were just like, all right, we, we got to exit. We got to clear this ramp or something. So it's just like, okay. They're basically telling happened. me to fuck off in the Disney way. Yeah. There, yeah. there was there was some of that, too. Like, I was watching uh, the Vinylmation Horde videos on Rock, Rocco's channel, uh, which that whole part of that evening, I was just like, there are fireworks happening and we haven't seen those. I don't know why you guys are just, like going to toy stores and buying these blind boxes kind of thing. So we just kind of drifted away from that and looked at fireworks because I like that's the thing. There's like fireworks every weekend. So it's not even a thing for people who have a pass or whatever. But it's just like this is a big fireworks display. We don't get to see this. This is special. Right. So, yeah, like and as it turns out, we missed Phantasmic, which is like a once or twice a week thing. And we just thought, ah, we'll catch it tomorrow. It's like, no, it's only on Saturdays and Sundays. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully it wasn't too great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, I don't know. Uh, there was uh, also a point where they had to move the whole group of people that were just gathering around boxes of toys because there was like a corn dog cart moving through or something. Great. Like, just yeah, disruptive. Like giant beat group of people is kind of you know a force. There's a reason why with. like. If there's a certain amount of people, you have to get permits to be there yeah. in real life situations. But I don't know. It was uh, it was an interesting way to experience the park, I guess. But cool. um, Splash Mountain, ride of the time, I guess. It, it is weirdly detailed. Like It's like that narrative thing I was talking about. Like It is a summary of... Briar Rabbit, I guess, like Briar Rabbit, that little fable, but in a mountain ride form. And it actually kind of is paced out to the story in a weird way. It's kind of neat, uh, but it's ultimately a splash ride. But it gets more ominous as you reach the top of the mountain and get ready to drop. And like there's like vultures and stuff and like the music gets really intense just before the drop. Like they build it up really well. And then then you plummet into water and that's the end of the ride. But I don't know. It was pretty fun. Uh, Disneyland movies hmm. or what do you want? What do you want to hear yeah. about? We should we should pick up. I'm sorry. I keep rambling, but it was it was a thing. Um, Nightcrawler is great. Jake Gyllenhaal is really spooky in it. I really I do want to see that. Yeah. For, I don't know why. But like when. I was when I heard about it, I was just like, I thought that movie was already made because I was thinking Zodiac. Oh, okay. And then like, I can't remember who I, I was playing Evolve Alpha with somebody, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm gonna go see Nightcrawler at like ten in the morning." We were like, "Yeah, okay, fine, whatever." And then we were playing again the next night. I was like, "So how was Nightcrawler?" He's like, "You know the movie Zodiac?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Nothing like that." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> no, it's nothing so, like that at all. It's right. It's- I, I don't know what really to compare it to, but it, it's, uh, I, I guess, about paparazzi kind of stuff or, like, just kind of news media just getting sizzle footage of, like, accidents and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one kind of really sleazy character, Louis Bloom, who's Jake Hall, 
gravitates to that business and gets really invested in it. And it perfectly suits his weird sociopathic ways of just not giving a, just literally not caring about human life, like zero empathy at all. So it's just like, I got to get a better shot of this like dead person. And he just does not care. And like, Oh, this, this person's bleeding. Okay. I got to get a good frame. This shot, you know, like just like this cold indifference is super eerie and he just plays it perfectly. And yeah, it's like the, the, the worst character you can hang out with for like a couple hours, but it's like mesmerizing somehow in that way. It kind of reminded me of there will be blood a little bit in terms of like Daniel Plainview is just the worst, but you spend a whole movie with him. So it's just like, he does not like people, but that's who we're with. So let's see how a person like that operates. Um, so yeah, like maybe kind of like taxi driver or something too. Like just getting okay. in the head of someone who does not like society, like does not like people and sure. is, and is unfortunately finding a place to where he can excel in that world. Cause it's just like, yeah, news, news people want this. So I'm, I'm going to be a successful businessman. I got a business plan. I'm going to go out in the streets and do this. And he does it really well, but what he's doing is terrible. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Um, by the way, I should like mention why I thought Zodiac. Yeah. Because there was a killer, like a real life serial killer in the same area. That's, uh, like in San Francisco in the East Bay area and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. that, uh, also was kind of like the Zodiac killer called the night stalker. Oh, okay. Richard Ramirez. Oh. So Nightcrawler, Night Stalker, that was what popped in my head because I got the... Like Jake the, Gyllenhaal, serial killer, something, something. Right, exactly. It's like, yeah, oh, he's yeah. playing Richard Ramirez? That's weird. But it's like, no. That, <laughs> no. That's not... That's a different thing than Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sorry. I mean, kind of a bleak, dark movie, but I found it pretty entertaining and I, I was, you know, really kind of impressed by the performance and everything so is okay well well put together a little kind of satire i guess but uh before that we watched john wick which is the keanu reeves (laughs) i do want to see that yeah so mad that about the dog hurt his dog like killed his dog but i don't some about that movie's like tone just lost me over the course of it of just like is this a parody or is it just being serious like there are points where it's like being light about it. Like it's just like revenge cliches. Am I right? And then there's other points where it's just like, no, we're just going to use a movie cliche in this scene here. And like, or just little things like the first time you see John Wick in action, he's just like wrecking everybody. Like it's like nothing. He's just huge body count, like 20 dudes dead. That guy wrecks everybody. And then later he gets in like a one-on-one fight with like a overweight 50 year old guy. And cool it puts up, he puts up a fight and it's like, what the, what? That's actually, that is the movie I want to see. I want to see Keanu Reeves pick on obese elderly people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, this is the big kingpin. So we, he has to put up a fight. It's like, why? Like, he, this is like the movie plays up John Wick. Like, it's like, Oh shit. John Wick's back. That guy's so dangerous. You don't even know. And then, yeah, like this, this guy is putting up a fight, which is just weird. Uh, there are parts of it. They're just like, this is like watching a video game. Like it's like watching a max Payne three level or something. How do you just... feel about John wick being integrated in payday two? Uh, maybe a little weird. Cause he does not rob things. Yeah, it all. is weird. Thank you. Like he, he's like, he's a crime character, but he does not wear masks or anything. He is a, 
like Hitman maybe is his past. Like sure. it, it kind of doesn't make sense that he would be robbing places. Well, so. I thought so too, <laughs> but there he is. <laughs> I mean, I saw there was Hotline Miami DLC I didn't know about, which that sounded kind of cool. But uh, yeah, that wasn't done very well either. Oh, like the all their weird tie-ins haven't been too great lately. Like, do they so, integrate any of the music or anything, or no? One track, and it's really good. Oh, okay. So but that like, is good. Also, color like materials and colors for masks, very Hotline Miami-ish, very cool. And the masks from Hotline Miami as well. Yeah, but the other level than, is not good. Oh, it's yeah, no, okay. <laughs> not really. Like that was yeah. the one that was like, oh, I didn't know they did this. Oh, maybe, but okay. Uh, and then John Wick probably. just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> is that like paid DLC or is it like promotional no. DLC? So it's free, but it's like yeah. it's an ad for this movie. Is yeah, in your that's game. exactly what it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, well, I was because was who was it? Lionsgate that did John Wick? Maybe. Because whoever did John Wick is also the same studio doing uh, the Payday movie. There's a Payday movie? Yeah. <laughs> Dudes rob a thing, okay? It could be great. I guess, like he. It could be good. the new heist. Yeah, Gene Hackman. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, the I new meant heist. For... David no, Mamet's heist. That's exactly what I meant. That's why I said heist. Movie. Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, payday promotional stuff. I whatever. I I thought John Wick was too much like Shoot 'Em Up or Lucky Number Seven. Those are the movies that reminded me of. If you really like those movies, maybe you're in for a better time. I was just kind of underwhelmed by it overall. Like, I thought it opened strong for the most part, even though, like, the dog thing is just so, like, just such a bad guy thing to do. It's, it's just like, very I'm going to literally kill a puppy. And yeah. it's like, obviously, I'm the movie's bad guy, because, like, who would do that? It was just so on its face ridiculous but i think that could be done well though in a movie if it was just like some weird oh, like satirical on. musical where he's like i'm the villain and just like shooting a bunch of puppies in a pound or something yeah like he's dancing around and that's the thing it's like sort of comedic sometimes but then wants to be serious other times sort of in a way that i was just like put just never sure what it was trying to do right. uh Boondock Saints is better. I don't know why that is a point of comparison, but dude, shoot Boondock dudes Saints and Willem Dafoe's in it. Yeah. So I thought that movie was more consistent anyway. I never saw All Saints Day. I didn't oh. either. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Good. Yeah. And whatever. Keanu Reeves just does Keanu Reeves stuff. He just is stoic and shoots guys sometimes. Right. So it's the perfect role for him. It It is the perfect role for him. Just like Constantine. Was but he doesn't like try to do any kind of comedic stuff really he just kind of hit the joke is how straightforward he is like that's how they play it so it's just like hi francis hi john got something you're doing there huh yeah just you know throwing a body out okay like just you know real casual about violence that's kind of the joke they play several times because like it's just like there's this weird criminal underworld that is just operating at all times and everyone knows and it's fine like a cop will stop by and just be like hey john what's going on uh you know got attacked by a bunch of assassins oh okay oh good luck with that and that's that's ah, that's the joke that's the scene that's the scene in the movie if he's in payday yep 
Keanu Reeves and Payday. Like, if, whatever. If it was like a, what was that heist movie with masks that he was totally in? Point Break. I know. No, that's the thing is that people were saying, like, it's basically Point Break. And then it's like, I'm disappointed because it's nothing like Point Break, which is the it's the right comparison. Yeah. <laughs> like, get just President's Masks pack and Keanu Reeves. President Masks are already in there. You just need Keanu Reeves. Well, there, fine. Like, instead they put in John Wick, Keanu Reeves, and it's He's really got long weird. hair, yeah. He just looks so trashy. <laughs> and he always has, like, sunglasses. Does he? I think so, and I can't remember. But, like, you can play as him and, like, put on sunglasses for, so like, like, his mask. that's, like, a thing? Because he doesn't really wear sunglasses in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. It's really weird. Okay. Well, that was like, another... You know how when you're down in that game and you're, like, yelling at somebody, like, an AI partner to come get you or something, and they're like, Dallas, come on, or something. Mm-hmm. They, like, I if I remember, they refer to him as John Wick. John Wick, come on! <laughs> like, two Wick. syllables? <laughs> like, I, I think so. I can't remember for certain. Like, I only played with that a group that night like once when that came out and i was just like john wick is literally the worst and then we all laughed and turned it off (laughs) (laughs) so wait did he do voice stuff for it or no there is dialogue from john wick yes i don't know if it's keanu reeves though okay you know it very well might be i don't know it's so forgettable just like i'm sure john wick is so yeah Critics are getting behind it, and I don't know why. It's at like eighty-five percent right now on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Weird. And it's see, like, I was kind of hoping it would be one of those like it's so fucking bad you have to see it. No, but... like that's the thing. Like so many movies end up in that boring middle zone, and it's right, right there with Fury, I guess, of just like no, it's technically fine. It's just kind of nothing. Like right, okay, it's a six or whatever. Like it d- doesn't matter. Uh. Also, it's a six, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Interstellar, Christopher Nolan's new movie. I didn't feel like I was rewarded for two hours and 49 minutes of my time uh, with what I got. And what's even weirder is that Sean felt the same way. Okay, I've I've heard some folks getting kind of like a friend of mine yesterday was felt the same way. I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that. The group I saw it with, though, was weirdly stoked about it. Like, okay. At least a couple of them were just like, "Oh man, that was fantastic!" Like, don't change a thing. And you're just like, "What are you talking? What are you talking about? That was terrible." Like, parts of that were really bad. But like, Sean was like, "Interstellar night." I was like, his Facebook status update. Yeah. And then like, the only oh, comment like, on it is him saying, "Interstellar is so bad." Okay. <laughs> so it's like that's really uh, weird because I'm pretty sure I would have thought out of all people, Sean would be like greatest movie. Or something. I don't know why. Yeah. No, it just... Okay, if they're going to like highlight one component of it, like I, I feel like I'm getting long-winded as I do Is it about spoilerific? Movies. It is not spoilerific at all. Okay. okay. It is just about a thing that I, I haven't really given much thought to, but uh, Hans Zimmer isn't good at his job, I feel. He's not... Okay. He's not good at making music and he keeps doing it 
What does this have to do, like, besides him doing, like, Interstellar stuff? His score in Interstellar is, like, actively damages that movie. Like, it just, like, (laughs) ruins scenes of just, like, like, there's a scene super early in the movie where Matthew McConaughey's character Cooper wakes up from a nightmare, talks to his daughter, and then looks out a window at a cornfield. That's all that happens in the scene. But for some reason... Hans Zimmer's take on what music is appropriate for that is like the loudest organ explosions ever. Like just blasts of loud organ music when he looks out the window and you're just like, what? Nothing's happened. Like, uh, like, and he'll just do that. He'll just like pummel you with loud organ blasts at, at random, like just at times when he feels it makes sense. And it's just like, okay, well like they're in space and crazy stuff's happening that now it makes sense so occasionally it fits really well but sometimes it's just like uh father and his is that kids. really his fault though that I sounds mean, it, more like a direction problem like a musical it, it's direction like problem. nolan decided that was great but in I which case know. nolan would be the idiot because like I, a good yeah. director would be like this doesn't fit redo this you're ruining my movie i guess yeah he just does not that if that's what nolan asked for i just wish he'd use somebody else entirely like just like because like hey, i want like organ music you know like do you ever see that movie 2001 <laughs> like kind of like monumental big punchy music like that you know but it's like uh-huh. okay so the last part of also sprock zarathustra where there's like the i'm gonna just sample the last couple seconds maybe and just and just like loud organs whenever i feel like it makes sense like, it's not melodic. You can't hum anything from that movie after you've seen it. It's just like, yeah, the, my favorite part in the score is when it was like, and there was like loud sounds. That was that was the best part. Or maybe when there was clocks in the music because uh, they were running out of time. Real well, subtle I mean, music. That's the thing, too, is because, like, let's just take Inception, for example, right? Yeah. There is some really, really good music in that. But the one thing you always remember is the for no reason all from the, time. the trailer yeah which yeah. yeah i don't i'm not sure what folks are getting like maybe nolan just doesn't know how to rein him in maybe like or maybe it's he like the oh, david dude. cage of music <laughs> and it, it's not even like i hate experimental organ music or something it's like no 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 it's not that it's like it paired with the images on screen don't fit together like, there'll right. be, like, really sweeping shots that don't get underscored. There'll be kind of just bland, like, close-ups of somebody, and there's, like, just loud, bombastic music going on. You're just like, what is going on? Like, why? Like, this doesn't... This is not enhancing the scene. This is just, like, weird and distracting. So I I got really irritated with the music pretty quickly in that movie, and it was kind of damaging everything after that. Uh, just generally as a movie, though, it is... Like, I feel... Things Nolan does is just like bland colors. Like there's not a lot of colors in the movie. It's a space movie, so I guess you wouldn't think they could do that anyway. But it was just like, yeah, a lot of blue. Like we're going Am I to, able these to do really something maybe a little unorthodox here for the podcast. All right, what? And just stop you because I'm gonna watch it and then we could discuss it like in length. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, no, like no because like you're it doesn't sound like you're either like i hate it or love it you're just kind of in the middle like meh sort of thing yeah no so it's, like it's, it's another one of those candidates where it's like i'm in the middle and everyone else is on the far right of just like nine out of ten ten out of ten greatest masterpiece but so, see that oh this is a weird thing talking to you seeing sean's thing and there and there was another person it sounds like it's meh to me 
I it haven't is, yeah, heard like, the nine out of tens. Like, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, even like critics are kind of, eh, like it's like it's seventy four percent or something. Like a good percentage of people are kind of indifferent about it. But IMDb is going nuts, and I always check IMDb, oh, and that's I shouldn't rough. ever look at well, it because IMDb is like the place where thought dies. I I hate it, but every time there's like a big movie, I kind of just look for my own thoughts, right? Like that thing. Of just like, okay, where's where's the people saying this sucks ass? All right. Oh, here he is. Read, read, read. Yeah, no, he's really summing up a lot of my issues with the plot and the story and the character motivation. Best Ham Zimmer score ever. All right. What is this guy doing? All right. You know, and I couldn't find myself. I was not there yet. So So you don't I, like any Hans Zimmer music at all? Well, no, it's like that hot pirates remix is pretty good or whatever. Like or you know, gladiator like, I, or something. Because I was going to but... say, the stuff he's done for Pirates of the Caribbean is really good. Yeah. But, like, that was 11 years ago. I guess, okay. I just, I just looked up when his, that came out. It's Maybe maybe part of it is really just the pairing. It's, like, his type of music is fine for, like, big, giant stuff happening. Like, just, like, two pirate ships fighting in, like, a cyclone. You're just like, sure, whatever. Like, Big okay. loud sounds, big booming, whatever. That's fine. But in this movie, it's like, you know, oh, the big canvas of like spaceships and everything. But it's a pretty small personal story about a man and his family. And to have that paired with just loud ba- bombastic music is just totally at odds. It's it doesn't work right. And I, I couldn't help but feel that like the whole time. And it's like three hours long. So you get a lot of music. And they just keeps coming up, and you're just like, I don't want, I don't want this to, like, I like pretty soon I was just like, you should just rescore this movie. Like, if you rescore this movie, it goes like, from like a five to like a seven. What's Danny know? Elfman doing? Maybe he can do something. <laughs> yeah, it's just like special features on the Blu-ray of just like, yeah, we had a real composer take another pass at it. Danny Elfman's really good at making yeah. stuff that fits like the thing he's doing it for. The theme, I, I mean, the music to Men in Black, so good. That yeah, that opening. It's so good. It's like yeah, just have somebody else take a pass on this movie. That that would help me a lot. I, I guess sure. If you're gonna see, it, I'm not gonna get into like my issues with any. No, I am. Component of there's it. There's two reasons I want to see it. One yeah. because I've been wanting to see it for a while since the teasers. Yeah. Like I still don't know anything about it. The teaser is the last thing I saw, which didn't explain anything mm-hmm. on it. So there's that. And also because I got an email, if I see it before Wednesday of next week, I will get three times the scene points. So I will get oh, a, like oh, two free movies from oh. it. There you go. You can so, even go on. Yeah, there you go. Exa- well, I'm buying two tickets because it'll be like a date night sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get essentially six times, I guess. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to do two separate transactions to make sure I get the three times on each, too. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, so th- that's it with Interstellar. I didn't really like it. Uh, there you go. Um, you more really up to date either, just to be clear to people that maybe want to see it. Is what? I was saying, like maybe people that still want to check it out. Like you didn't really hate it. It sounds like either. Like there are large things about it that are fine. It's sure. just okay. Um, I think it's just a matter of like with how much time he has to tell his story. Like it's just not focused. You know, mm. like, it's just like, yeah, that's okay. like, it's like the underlying themes and stuff he's doing. It's like, I actually am OK with like most of this. It's just the execution. 
That's like, weird because I always thought Nolan was one of those guys that was good at that. The execution. I love prestige. Like they yeah. put a he put a lot of weird like thoughts and stuff in there with good pacing to make mm-hmm. it feel like it fit. So it's kind of weird to hear that he just didn't know what he was doing with the pacing, it sounds like. Well, I guess it's just like after you do three movies in a row that earn a billion dollars or thereabouts, you can just do whatever. So I feel like this it, is whatever. Yeah, or it just feels like kind of undisciplined of just like, yeah, no, this this is this long. This just keeps going. This this part happens because I don't know who's going to stop me. Me and my brother are making a space movie. And you're just like, OK, right. he's not hungry anymore. He's not the fighter in the corner ready for his chance, waiting for his chance. He yeah, had like, and like recently I watched Memento again, and that is like a lean, efficient movie. Like it, it is really just like, is. It is does a thing with like small budget and like limited resources really effectively. This yep. is like all the budget in the world all the time, everything. And it's just like maybe maybe you should have more restrictions or something. Just like focus on the best things instead of oh, just no. having. He's becoming the David Cage of movies. Kind of. Yeah. He's the David Cage of movies, and his fucking composer (laughs) is the David Cage of music. No! Yeah, and... uh, Okay, honestly, one more thing about the music. There was a moment where a plot-relevant thing was being said by a character, and I couldn't hear it because of the music. Oh, good. Good. That's awesome. I feel like it's like maybe we were just sitting too far close to a speaker, or the audio balance in our theater was weird, but... right. I guess feedback if anyone's seen it stellar, were you having trouble hearing sometimes? Like just because music stabs were happening? <laughs> feedback. Podcast That's at Brandbarrel.co. That sounds like a sound engineering problem then. Like yeah. it sounds like there's a lot of just sound problems. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh Birdman. Yeah. Michael Keaton goes crazy. <laughs> Oh, really? He's never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Birdman's, I don't know. It's it's like an art film by Alexander Alejandro Inaritu. He's a Mexican guy. Mm-hmm. He and Alfonso Cuaron and Guillermo del Toro would hang out and stuff. Yeah, um, he's the one that our co-worker is in love with. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Weird. Well, one of them. There's a few of them that he is in love with, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, he's the guy that did Amoris Perros and stuff, right? Yeah, but, like, his last movie was Beautiful, which is kind of just this dour, downbeat drama with Aviar Bardem just being really depressed, which... <clears throat> fun. Fun stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> th- this movie is, like, just immediately more enjoyable, but it's... I, I don't know. I felt, walking out of it, it's like, this is, like, such a technically well-executed movie with totally fine performances and I don't care about it at all. Like that does, it doesn't like add up to me connecting with what it's saying. It's just like, no, bravo. Th- those are really well constructed shots. Everyone's doing their job really well. Uh, yeah. Like maybe a seven. Eh, like it's just whatever. Like, just, like I don't feel I need to watch it again. Uh, it, it does its thing. It has things to say about acting and criticism and fame and celebrity and whatever, but it kind of just says those things. It doesn't really do things with those themes, really. Okay, like, it's just if... like, I'm just going to mention that Twitter exists and that that going viral is a thing that's happening now. That's it. There's okay, like, what is okay. this movie's stance on Gamergate and game journalism ethics, then? It doesn't really get into any of that at all. Fuck! Uh, they, they, they do weirdly get kind of 
meta about superhero movies, which is the whole thing, because Michael Keaton played Batman. And then this version of him is like an actor named Ring Ringer. I don't know. Some weird name. Okay. Uh, I just watched it yesterday. I forgot everything about it. I don't even really care. Like, I, I just looked it up. Riggin? Riggin? Sure. Is that right? Okay. Some improbable name. Oh, God. Okay. There's a character in Interstellar named Murph, and she's a lady. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, whatever. Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton's an actor. He's, he's kind of fraying apart at the edges, kind of going crazy. Uh, they joke about kind of Iron Man and Marvel movies being super successful and all this stuff and him being jealous. And Zach Galifianakis is there and Emma Stone and everybody. And I guess it's super ironic because Emma Stone's in the Spider-Man movies and she's in this movie that's like making fun of all those movies. But is it? I don't know. Maybe you can embrace that kind of cinema. It's fine. Like it, hmm. it's like it's like it because it calls itself on its own like pretentiousness. It that's its shield kind of i hate when things do that yeah it's just like th- there's a point in the movie where they'll talk about like are you sick of all this philosophical bullshit and you're just like oh because you said the thing i was feeling <clears throat> it's okay wait no it's not you should have just had better things happening thus far i i don't know it's can i just bring something up quickly because i looked this up on imdb yeah birdman right Mm-hmm. People who liked this also liked Nightcrawler, John Wick. <laughs> yeah, no, critics are stoked about this one, too. And <laughs> I, I mean, Nightcrawler, legitimately great. John Wick, what are you doing? Uh, Birdman, I get why. Like, this is such a like film student movie of just like oh, okay. this. This movie will be talked about in subsequent years of being like, oh, yeah, it's like all continuous shots, like just giant shots. Look at the technical feat that was pulled off here. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, but are you caring about the characters or what they're saying or the story or anything? Like, are you really getting pulled in or are you just kind of admiring the surface of this movie? Because it's really slick, hella slick. But I don't like other than like an observation or two over the course of like the full two hours, I I wasn't really like thought provoked by it. It was just kind of a well-executed bag of hot air kind of thing <laughs> but with actors that i have like you know i like naomi watts they give edward norton a lot of funny stuff to do um kind of the most edward norton you've seen in a while uh okay and by that i mean his ass is in the movie for like a lot so yeah okay um <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh yeah it's it's a it's a pretentious art movie that knows it so if that sounds like your cup of tea, Birdman. Okay. Check it out. It's going to be an award contender for sure, but whatever. Um, And that's the slate of new movies. Sorry, I'm just, they're all falling in this weird kind of like eh, zone. Except Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's fantastic. It wins the best. Uh, Interstellar Barrel. Uh, Birdman. Eh. You can't even decide. It's like. It doesn't need to, but I kind of, I, you know, I kind of want to throw it in the barrel. You know what? We're going to. I'm going to, like, it's like, no, I get that it's well made and it's good, but that that's like cheating or something. Just like, oh, okay. you could afford slick camera rigs and all this, but you didn't really, 
transcend or put, go to the next level the way you thought you did or something. I just don't like getting into movies very much. 21 Grams. It's not very right. good. Yeah. And Beautiful. Yeah. So this is like Third Strike, whatever. Is Morris I never did good? see Beautiful. Um, that's fine, I guess. Is it like beyond good? Like, it's, oh man, you gotta check that out. It's amazing. It's it's slick. Okay, yeah, slick. He's he's slick, but he is. <laughs> I don't know that, that, that. There's no heart. I don't care. Like, I never saw Babel either. Mopey movies about mopey people, and they don't really conclude on notes that make me go like, oh, okay, now I know what to do with this story. It's just kind of like, what was. Okay. Okay. So if I'm ever a washed up actor who had a big hit 20 years ago, I know how to mount a successful Broadway play adaptation. Useful advice. Okay. Like just like stuff like that. It's like, who is this for? Like other than industry insider people. Like if you are an actor or like a Broadway critic or something. This was specifically for Michael Keaton. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like totally just constructed for Michael Keaton. And it's just like, well, I like I have liked Michael Keaton before and like I don't feel bad like it's kind of neat that he has this big vehicle that is all about him like that's kind of cool but it's just I don't know it doesn't add up to much for me really it's it's dude just, Beetlejuice Beetlejuice are good makes you go to Beetlejuice dude Tim Burton what are you doing it would be so good I would definitely go like everybody knows by now my stance on Tim Burton not being a huge fan at all anymore yeah He's I would just... totally go see day one a new Beetlejuice. <laughs> so yeah, can't cancel. What what is he working on now? What's what's this, what's this guy doing? Was it this... Elfman yeah. that did the theme for Beetlejuice? By the way, it had to be right. It is it totally. Is. Of course it is because it's all that like. Dun, 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 dun. It's so good. Oh my god. That guy. That guy's too good. Like fucking nerf Danny Elfman because he is too good at music. <laughs> okay uh big eyes coming out next this year i guess D- tim burton christoph waltz is in it and okay it's peregrine's home for peculiar children anyway okay tim burton uh yeah beetlejuice goes hawaiian make it happen that'd be so good oh my god that was the original pitch like i would be years ago but yeah um Movies. Sorry to ramble. I just... They're big ones. Uh, Okay, so what was it? Birdman, John Wick, and Interstellar all in the barrel. Get the fuck out of here. Burn. Uh, Nightcrawler. Fantastic. On the mantle? On the mantle. So good. Damn. Watch this crazy guy all day. I just like picturing this outdoor scene where there's a barrel and then a mantle just being held up by like some weird racking system. It's like on a tree. (laughs) It's basically just like a hammock, but it's yeah. a mantle. And that's where special movies go, and that's right. Nightcrawler is the big winner this time around. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna shut up for a bit. How how are you doing, Paul? What's been going on? I've been What's... I so I started watching regular show. All right, More that show's really good. <laughs> I really like it. I like Pops a lot. I think Pops, Pops is, is so good. Pops yeah. is, you know what? I kind of they all have their own special charm to me, except for High Five goes because he does literally nothing, but that's fine, I guess. He just high fives. He's yeah, so. he's just kind of a supporting like foil character, but yeah, right. That's, that's but funny. like yeah, Pops is great. Um, 
I can't remember the main guy's name now. Mordecai? No, Rick? no, like their boss. Benson? Benson, yeah. Benson's great in his own weird way, where he's just like, he's kind of like Mr. Spacely in a weird way. <laughs> just crabby like, boss that's like constantly. Like, get back to work. <laughs> get back to work, Jetson. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's well, an got, episode where he gets leaves. fired too, and yeah. he just like realizes how great slacking is, and that's so good. How much have you watched? Because like I've only two seen seasons. the first two seasons. Yeah, two seasons. Okay. okay. We got. Oh, and also on a weird related note, if you have a job where you have some downtime randomly and sporadically, ten yeah. minute episodes are the best format to watch. Yeah, they're they're kind of that's a good amount of time for a bunch of household stuff too. Like it's just like, oh, I've just yeah. put this pizza in the oven. What am I gonna do? Oh, there's a ten minute show. So that's how I watch like Children's Hospital. Uh, Netflix has Mike Tyson mysteries going on right now, which are stupid, but not BoJack stupid. So they're watchable, and they're Bojack only ten bad. and eleven minutes. So I that's think... the difference. I don't, there's a lot of things BoJack could do to like get better to the point of watchability at all, mm-hmm. but I think a 10 minute format would help it maybe. Like, yeah, it's rain like in man, I'm starting jokes. to get irritated with how stupid. The, oh, it's over. Oh, okay. it's over, and then you shut it off forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mike Tyson mysteries. Anyway, sorry, I'm not trying to rob the spotlight. Regular show. Oh, no. That's fine. Yeah, regular. I'm actually surprised at how much I'm liking it. Quite a bit. Like. Except there are some weird quirks about it that are just annoying to me. Like, kind of like in the same way that Family Guy, that like, if like one of the characters stubs their toe or something, they're like, ah, they hang on a joke for like five minutes because apparently that's funny. I think they, they, do, do, they that do that in Family Guy, yes. No, no, I know Family Guy doesn't. But no, does... not that specifically in regular show. With regular show, it's them always going, oh, for everything. For maybe too long sometimes. Oh, okay. Like, in some situations, a good timed one is pretty funny. But I think more often than not, my that's the biggest quirk with it that bugs me every now and then. Where it's just like, just let it go. Like, I don't know. This poster I'm seeing for regular show just has, like, 20 O's on it. So it's kind of their catchphrase. Yeah. But, no, yeah. it is. But, like, there's a few really well-timed ones where, like, there's one specifically I remember where that's a thing that was bugging me for a while. And then the episode where Benson gets fired and he turns into a slacker, when he gets fired, he's like, oh, and walks out. Like, that's so good because it broke his character and just kind of, like, showed the transition. And there's a lot of weird, like, art critic-y things you could say about, like, why that moment is great. But it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Sometimes it shows just funny. And even, like, there, there's some episodes I haven't been stoked about. Ten minutes, though. Kind of gets you a lot of leeway. Do you just know like, any episodes off the top of your head? Like, just one that you haven't been stoked about? Maybe I agree with you. Uh, I'm wondering if it was, like, a season three one. We might have actually seen oh. season three. Uh, there's one where, like, the cart is having this big crisis. Oh, no. I haven't seen that. Okay. okay. Okay, sorry. I guess we've seen the first three seasons. Um, okay, so you're you're still in good territory right now with the first two. I don't I don't know if there's any kind of off ones in there. Sure. Party piece. And, but but I mean like 
Just dumb yeah. gags. It's Ten just... minute episodes, even if there's a bad one, you're done it in another eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the length of a YouTube video. Like you might as well just finish it and keep going. Mm-hmm. Especially at work when you don't have anything to do anyway. So what are you losing? Yeah. Uh, this is one of like Brittany and my shows though, so we both watch it. So I can't just go to work and watch all of it. I'll just come back oh, yeah. one day and just be like, Yeah, I watched all of Freighter Show today. Just all of it. It's ten minutes. I was there for ten hours. Worked out. Right. Yeah, but... exactly. <laughs> like I watched 600 episodes my whole shift. Yeah. If I can find a show that's like fits that format that like maybe I should get the rest of Children's Hospital because they only ever had the first two on Netflix. Is any good? It's yeah, it's okay. It's it's okay. it's funny sometimes. Ten minutes though. But yeah, I don't know. Do you like Rob Corddry? Uh, depends. Okay. I think that's the right answer, by the way. <laughs> With him specifically. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I don't know. What's yeah. he doing? I'm not a big fan of Muscle Man. No, I'm not either. Like, there's a couple episodes that really focus on him, and they're not my favorites. Yeah, but, yeah. That's why we were calling out like High Five Ghost. I was like, well, I don't know. He's like one of the funnier components of Muscle Man's thing. But, right. Because yeah. Muscle Man's not the funny component of that at all. Yeah. But hey, what? characters when some lose some do you like do you like adventure time yeah okay i guess just specifically today i was thinking about just cartoon network kind of writing i guess because i started playing super time force oh okay and that just seems to be that kind of joking is in that game you know for the most part and it's it's hit and miss yeah like i like the mechanical part of that game like, that's yeah. a good idea. So I like, like that later on in the future, after, like, the beginning part, your captain guy has two eye patches. Yeah, that's, like, the first joke in the game, though. I know. And after that, it's kind of like, man, like, that was <laughs> the joke that got me. Like, and it's, it's a lot just, like, internet, like, or not even internet, just slangy kind of, okay, thanks, bye. Like, characters are saying that in conversation. Yeah. Or just, I don't know. It, it's They're got, like, like a... Yeah, yeah, or something. It's got like a snarky, sarcastic thing to it that's just like I just, I just like this time mechanic you guys have. Like, stop trying to be funny. <laughs> just let me play yeah. the action game. Yeah, but this I is don't know. kind of the same way I felt about Borderlands after the first two hours. Borderlands two. That said, like some some components of it, I think like Amy McKillen, I like that name, and every time I like spawn that character or lose that character, I'm like, oh no, Amy McKillen. It's just stuff like that i just get weirdly attached to some of the character names but that's the character name i remember like shieldy mcblockerson or something is the other guy yeah that just that does not roll off the tongue at all no it doesn't. so i don't know that but, game's uh, fine yeah i don't know just the way you like stack up to solve problems with just brute force of i'm gonna and make more guys and then at the end seeing all of them in action it's really yeah good. like yeah. the the re the replay stuff is is kind of satisfying to watch happen Although sure. I'm at like maybe my fifth or sixth level, like I've I've completed one area and I'm almost done Atlantis, but I got kind of f- fatigued by the boss battle phase of that world, so I didn't quite finish it. Yeah, no, that game bored me. Like I had fun with the first few hours, and I haven't gone back to it. Well, I I feel like it's like 
you're supposed to be unlocking a new character every time you go into an area, but I missed the one in Atlantis because I didn't know how to get him. And oh, you're you always on the then? clock. Well, I'm like, can I just go back to level four of this area or something? I, I don't know. But uh, if I don't get a new character, then there's like no new mechanical t- things at all. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, just do another one like that. And yeah, I might, I might be running out of like how far. How much did you play? Uh, three hours worth, maybe. Okay, I'm at like just shy of two, and okay, if it doesn't, I probably stopped things. around the same place you were. I don't know. It was it came out on PC at a time when I was just like meh anyway, and then mm-hmm. I played it for a while and was just like, oh yeah, I now I remember why I wanted to play this so much at PAX because that this mechanic is great, and so yeah. and I played it for a bit and I was like that mechanic was great, and then I put it down because I was done with it. <laughs> Kind of like it's I don't know how much do you want to shoot stuff like how much do you want to play Contra but with like a twist and it doesn't quite feel as satisfying. It isn't. (laughs) That's the weird thing. It's like you're you know it's like you got your big machine gun guy but I feel like if you're not just doing the charge and spraying bullets everywhere you're just not doing anything. So Mm -hmm. I'm constantly just kind of pressing X. It feels like I'm almost like queuing up attacks for the guys to do as opposed to like press button bullet fires i think there's also a thing of like in contra you kind of just needed to get better or like fight your way through it you can kind of brute force your way through super time force and it becomes monotonous doing it that way too and it doesn't seem to really care either like it doesn't at all you have like a cap on how many time clones you can ever do maybe but it's really high and i've never hit it and even then like it seems like it's mostly concerned about you catching like getting all the collectibles so it'll be like you shoot a special enemy and now a gold thing is like flying through the air. And if it hits the ground, it breaks. So you need to kind of time your guys to like jump and catch that before it breaks or like rewind and do it again and have a guy catch it and then keep going and just get all your medals or something. But I don't really care about that. So the actual like combat stuff just seems pretty, pretty similar already. Yeah. And they were even already putting enemies from the previous area in the current area I was in. Like, it's just like they didn't have enough Atlantis enemies to not also just throw some robots in there. It was weird. So I don't, I don't know, but yeah, that was a little, a little bit of gamey stuff I, I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. but okay. Regular show. Yeah. Regular show that, that show is anything but regular. There you go. I think I think that's how I'm going to end everything I want to talk about on the podcast from now on with like some cheesy like newspaper headline summing up my thoughts on. It's just like, <laughs> that's the way the cookie crumbled like just some for like cookie clicker. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Video games. It's about games journalism. <laughs> Video games are sort of about no they're no it's the other way around yeah okay game the only reason the only reason i brought that up again the only reason i brought that up again was because somebody retweeted somebody on my twitter feed just now and their name is literally it's about ethics i'm just like this person is not allowed to retweet anything anymore to me because the person that retweeted that you're saying no you lost your privileges yeah they they're muted now (laughs) because they retweeted somebody not even them whose name is It's About Ethics. 
Like, I'm just sick of people saying that, and it's just like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to take a stand right now. If you still use a Gamergate hashtag, you're a fucking idiot. I'm, I'm taking that stand. Like, like it doesn't it's not even, even necessarily have to do with I don't even care. Thoughts. I don't even it's care. Just, if you have you used that thing, a you're a fucking over. idiot. Yes. Right? Fuck off. I'm you should, done. You should re- recognize when things have passed. Like, just get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm taking that stand right now. I... I am against you if you use that. Also, if you use the term SJW, you can go get fucked because you're an idiot too. Like, that's just a stupid term or three letters to use when referencing somebody. Because anytime anybody uses SHW or SJW, they're using it to try to insult somebody and they fail because it's three letters that mean literally nothing to me. So do you generally disagree with referring to people as social justice warriors? Like... If you know what, if you want to refer to somebody like that, at least maybe spell it all out. Using SJW is just like showing that you're lazy and a fucking idiot. That's just that's just what Twitter does though with limited caps. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know what? Okay, fine. I'll take a stand on that too. Using a social justice warrior in any way, you're a fucking idiot. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> like I thought you'd using... go the other way of just like Twitter is terrible, but okay. Twitter. Is, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, Twitter I'm is the social media on the internet that is could has a potential to be the most heinous and terrible in every way. Uh-huh. Because the at least miscommunication possible. At least with Facebook, like you can write more than a hundred characters <laughs> with somebody's name attached to it. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I'm. I don't know, maybe I'm just getting sick of people saying the same shit over and over. Like, if I'm opening up Twitter, I want to see people talking about stuff they're interested in or, like, having fun with or stuff like that. I don't want to just see hashtag Gamergate, it's about games journalism and fucking SJWs. Like, it's this. it's been the same shit for the last month, I'm just gonna start blocking people. I'm fucking sick of seeing this stupid shit. And these people never have anything to say about it anymore either. Maybe that's why I'm annoyed. It's because everything that had to be said was said from both sides. Both sides turned out to be fucking idiots, even with what they were saying, even if there was some truth to what they were saying. And now at this point, I'm just fatigued. I'm done. So. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. I'm completely done with that topic. Okay. Yeah. I want to know about Kill List. Okay. Uh... (laughs) Kill List is a little British movie I watched today on Netflix. It's currently on Netflix streaming, so if you want to watch it, it's there. Um, The more I say about it, the more kind of surprises it won't have for you. But I guess it's just, it's a violent uh, kind of British crime thing that has an interesting wrinkle in it. How much is it like Gangster Number 1? I haven't seen Gangster Number 1. So I don't know. So how much Paul Bettany is in this? None. So you are saying it is literally not at all like Gangster It is nothing at all like Gangster Number 1. In fact, the only person in the cast I recognize at all is a pretty deep, like, pretty specific thing. Have you watched Spaced? Yes, I have. You know Tires? He's uh, the he's the guy that's like obsessed with raves, and he'll like walk into a room and a phone's ringing. Yes. And be like, yeah, and just start dancing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's he's one of the main characters. <laughs> like, Amazing. There are like two main characters, like two hitmen. He is one of them, and he's in like most of the movie. 
Uh, I guess it's a really interesting genre blend, but I don't want to tell you which genres are being blended because that's kind of its whole thing. Okay. But it's like British crime and something surprising. And I was happy with where it went. Uh, pretty like kind of just intense, grisly stuff. Violent though. Like I, I was told it was violent. Like after I watched Birdman with a friend of mine, he's just like, "Oh, you got to check out this movie." And I would, I didn't really know. It's just like, you know, the scene in Casino where they're smashing that dude's hand with a hammer. That mm-hmm. it's like there's sequences that are evoking that kind of stuff of just like savage oh, okay. hammer beatings and whatever. Like it's it's kind of vicious on occasion but if you're totally fine your stomach can handle any of that kind of gore stuff or whatever uh this 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 might be of some note and how do you yeah, feel about just, old boy hammer beating it wasn't as brutal because you don't see the fingers like more mashing you know okay fair that's fair like it's really just like the there is a hallway of dudes at though. a weird angle like that kind of hit was intense but uh yeah no there's a hall of dudes and he is using a hammer and it's pretty pretty vicious but this you like feel the crunching more so and it's, it's that's kind of gross <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah. again there's kind of like neat wrinkles on the whole kind of thing like as i was watching i was like this is a clever idea right here this was a this is a good combination they have figured out and it kind of totally makes sense that this this was a this story works and i was i was okay with that kind of dark i guess but it's it's kind of a, a dark little thing so yeah uh but yeah, if you have like ninety minutes, it's a it's a Netflix thing, and I, I thought I was sufficiently rewarded for my time. IMDb is kind of indifferent about it, but as we discussed, they don't know shit. They're idiots there. So it is where cohesive thought goes to die. Yeah, I've actually started like more and more coming to this conclusion that an actual great movie is like about a six point two on IMDb, six point three. That's a There's really a- actually good movies that there's a few really good actual actually good movies that they've given a nine as well i don't know it's that's why it's a crapshoot sure i mean like hey one of my favorite movies of this year uh grand budapest is high rated it's like eight point something but you know other fantastic movies actually i can't even say that because i've never seen passenger 57 but i can only presume it's great uh it's at 5.8 what Okay, why do you presume it's great? I mean, it's got always been on black. There's an airplane, you know. Yeah, I mean, like let's or Under Siege Two, Dark Territory, five point four. That movie is watchable. So... I mean, this is what I'm saying is that don't get me wrong, Passenger Fifty Seven is the original Air Force One, which was in itself a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... five years before that, six years. Yeah. So, like, no, Passenger 57 is great. I just didn't know why you were just like, I bet it's great. It's like, well, I'm just looking up right now. I'm just, I'm looking for movies that I feel would fall into this range of just like, IMDb did not get super stoked about it. And that means it has something to offer for a long term movie fan. Well, I mean, they gave Air Force One 6.4. And that movie's good. There you go. Yeah. That falls What did they give Con Air? See, because Con Air is great, so it's probably less than a 7. It's a 6.8. Exactly. <laughs> what did they give Face Off? That 7. might actually 3. be a 7. Yeah that, that, yeah, that seems like it would... Uh, I don't know what's scarier. The fact that, like, your idea for this is, like, this is, pr- like, a great movie, or a good movie is, like, less than 7, but there's a few that might be 7 and up. That are still good, or the fact that like you can pinpoint almost exactly what IMDb gave it. This has like, been really weird. 
Here's National Treasure. I gave it an eight, but I imagine it's somewhere in that six range because it's not. It's pretty dumb. Okay, it's six point nine. That's close. That is close to crossing into just people like it. What about The Rock? Go. The Rock's got to be higher than that. I'm thinking seven point four. That's exactly what it is. What the fuck? Are you kidding me right now? I give it a nine, but okay, seven point four. Okay, gone in sixty seconds. That one's gonna be a bit lower. Yeah. I, oh wait, I accidentally looked at it. So okay. I cheated. It's six Next. Next is probably a five point two. It's, it's a six point two. You're pretty close. Wow, still. people liked it. Okay. Good for them. <laughs> I I was entertained, but it is stupid. But that's the thing. Right. Sometimes I want a good dose of stupid in that thing. Okay, I, I guess sure. what I'm saying, like that mid range where a movie isn't that entertaining and I'm giving it a six. A six from me doesn't mean what a six from IMDb means. Sixes from IMDb might be an eight or a nine for me because they're entertaining. Like they're dumb, but they have something. I have Some one more for you to guess. Anything. Okay, okay. You might have troubles with this one. Speed Racer. Emil, the Emil Hirsch one. Yeah. I don't know if there's been a big resurgence on that or not. 5.9? You, fuck, you're close. 6.1. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure which How end the f- of 6 it would fall on. It just, makes, it just seems like you just get a feel for it, sort of. I feel kind of bad because I've gotten a bunch wrong. But, uh... I right, but it's weird because you've been, like, I would say a plus or minus point three on most uh-huh. of them. <laughs> well... I, maybe I stare at IMDb too much. That's why I'm stumbling into reading reviews and getting annoyed with people. Do you have a movie you think you could stump Nathan with? Podcast at BurningBarrel.co. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I I like it IMDb, but it's it's just as like a database resource. It's useful, but it's kind of the same reason why I like Giant Bomb as a video game database. Uh-huh. Man, or like Jupiter Ascending. I bet critics aren't going to like that movie. I bet it's going to be more entertaining than Interstellar. Uh, it's going to be dumb, but it's going to be... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Like, it looks like, I don't know, Fifth Element wonky, sort of. Like, just sci-fi, but, like, too much. I don't know. What do you Speaking think of... they gave Fifth Element? Oh, they. I think they would have liked like, 7.3? 7.6, plus oh, or minus okay. 3, 0.3, still in effect. Well, they liked it more than I... See, I should give them more credit. Uh, although, man, Chris Tucker's annoying. Anyway, uh, yeah. Jodorowsky's Dune. Let's end this yeah. on a banger. Uh, uh-huh. I watched a documentary today, but it was kind of interesting because it's about something that didn't happen, which was an adaptation of Dune in 1975 by this weird... Chilean director that I'd never heard of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alejandro Jodorowsky, who talks at length in this movie. Uh, basically, the thing about this movie is he essentially assembled the creative team that would go on to make Alien before that yep. to make this movie, which studios kind of shied away from and never got made. But like Dan O'Bannon, H.R. Uh, Geiger, a, a couple concept artists like Mobius, uh, Chris Foss, I think his name is. Like just he he handpicked like a bunch of people that he was like these good, these guys seem really good, and then got them started working in movies. Sort of, 
I mean, Dan O'Bannon had already made Dark Star with uh, John Carpenter, which I think I talked about on here. I watched it on Laserdisc. Um, mm-hmm. I was pretty happy when there was like a little clip of Dark Star in this documentary. But I guess it's just kind of like a pop culture timeline novelty kind of thing of just like, hey, did you know like this happened? Oh, no, that I didn't because that movie doesn't exist. Why would I know that? Well, this documentary exists to tell you. Um, and I'm maybe a little bit curious about one of this dude's movies. Um, the, what was it called? The Holy Mountain. That looks okay. like some trippy Zardoz kind of stuff. And I love Zardoz. So, hey. And IMDb loves it. 7.8. That's that's some that's some praise right there. So, I don't know. It, it just looked weird in the, in the same way. And Zardoz, I know they don't like. They gave it like a 5 point something. So, they're wrong. 5.8. I gave it a 10. Right. Just to let you know. That is okay. that is perfection. Um, but yeah, I, like it's like such a specific. Do you want to watch a documentary about like a sci-fi movie that never got made? Like and just hear people talk about behind the scenes stuff about movie making. Like, mm, not really. Yeah. So because I kind of want to read the Frank Huber- Herbert uh, comic book. book though. Okay. Yeah. It, it's it's weird because it's like he hadn't read Dune by. At the time when he was like, I want to make Dune. Yeah. So like, this is oddball director who just kind of, this book's hot right now. And it sounds crazy. And someone I know said it was great. So let's do that. And then, then he adapted it and stuff. But I don't know. It, it is maybe a little weird hearing people like be super reverential about a failed project. Cause it's just like, well, ultimately he apparently couldn't roll with the movie industry and, like, I guess you, I get you all want to rag on, like, George Lucas and stuff, but dude got shit done. So, yeah. <laughs> like, and he still does, really. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know. Compromise is never pitched as, like, a good thing, but sometimes creative visions aren't good. Like David you know? Cage. Yeah, like David Cage. So sometimes it's true. It's... That's the most true statement I've made about David Cage all night. At least give me that. <laughs> no, no, I know you're right. Like, it's just, you know, that guy that made, should we even like, do people know like heavy rain and beyond two souls? Like, Oh, like, yeah, games? I guess if you don't, yeah, just those, the guy behind those games, um, yeah. his yeah. artistic vision is less than 2020. We'll say. Yeah. Like just like Nicholas winding reference in it like the director of drive just talking about like, Oh man, it's so awesome. Like this is such an incredible project. And you're just like, well, yeah, but it, it, he wasn't able to make it happen. So like also drive wasn't that good. So whatever. Yeah. But it's just like having people I like, bet that's a nine point something, 7.8. Okay. I'm not as tuned in as you. <laughs> I, I probably would have guessed low eights on that. Cause you would have been close then. I thought so. it would still be like top 250 kind of range, but it looks like it slipped a bit since uh, 2011 or whatever. Soundtrack though, um, whatever. It, it it was it was kind of an interesting movie just because there's like movie people I care about like that got their start here, and that's kind of neat. Um, and just some totally doofy ideas this dude had of just like yeah, oh get Orson Welles in it, Salvador Dali. That'd be perfect. And he like actually met with him and got him to totally agree to be in it. But then the studio said no. To, that like, kind of would project. be perfect. I know. Like it's like I do wish this movie existed as like this weird novelty from the seventies, like the same way I wanted to see Flash Gordon and Zardoz and stuff. Like, if this had happened, I would watch it. 
but it mm-hmm. didn't. So all I have is this documentary. But at some point, like the other failed project movie I'm thinking of is uh, Lost in La Mancha, the Terry Gilliam movie. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's about Terry Gilliam failing at his job, which is making movies. So right. like at some point, you're kind of like seeing a person have a tantrum of just like, no, I want to make it my way. And then it's just like, dude, you, you can't. Like, we need to change some stuff. Like, this is a business. There's other people here, you know? But it's just like, no, creative vision, rah. And Jodorowsky carries himself way better, but this is also, like, a retrospective thing. I don't know what he would have been doing in the 70s when he got that phone call or whatever. But I don't know. Just creative sorts being grandiose and strange. And I don't know. Yeah. It it can be grating, but kind of interesting and i don't know this this case specifically i i was intrigued enough to watch the movie i don't it was like netflix thought i would love it it's like five out of five man this is right up your alley and i don't know that i walked felt like oh yeah like i don't know i need to see it again i kind of absorbed the information in the documentary and it's just dudes talking and like concept art and stuff but yeah i, I unless you have like a penchant for 70s sci-fi don't 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 worry about it. Don't bother. Yeah. Yeah. But if you do, hey, some people do somewhere, right? Also, write in at podcastbrainbarrel.co. Uh, right. All your Zardoz questions and stuff. Like, I'll check it out again. Um, Yeah. There you go. I found it really hard to get into Zardoz. That's <laughs> fucking weird. It, that yeah. game feels like it actively doesn't want you to get it. The movie? Yes. Really? Yes. I, okay. Not not like the storyline or something, but it was just like I thought they packed there is, so much mythology in like so little time. I think that was the thing. Like it's like a hundred five like, minutes, and they just like go, and you're just like, yeah. oh, jeez, okay, so there's a society, and there's guns, and then there's this other society, and they, well, no, they live because at first it, the first thing is like from go is giant floating head. It's like okay. Here we it's go. Talking about how the penis is evil and stuff, but the yeah. first like two minutes. Yeah, well, like, the first thing is, like, this dude's face floating in space just talking to you. And that yeah. had my attention immediately. Oh, like, that's right. I for- even forgot about that. There's a little bit of stage setting. Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, that movie is... That's, like, if you went to, like, a stage show at mm-hmm. the theater, that's what that movie is. Experimental theater? It is. That's yeah, exactly oh, yeah. what it is. I didn't even think about it that way, but yeah, no, it fits. Like, down to, like you said, the guy coming out, like, the person kind of setting the scene and mood and stuff with, like, the curtain closed, and then the curtain opens, and there's a giant floating head. And you can't do a giant floating head on stage, so pretty sweet. Right. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I dug that movie, but anyway. Yeah. Okay, should we move on to, like, should we finish off? Voicemails and... That stuff, I I, I like I always I, do. I just like watch more things, or do you just not want to talk about stuff you're doing? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's like regular show and like what? What else was there? Well, I've been working for seven days straight. Se- se- oh yeah. Wait. Well, and then I had the yeah, two the days weekend. off. Yeah, I had two days, which I did like stuff to catch up, and then this is my work week again, right? Oh. So, like, basically what I did was watch stuff at work, which was mostly regular show. Most Because that, okay. that leads to perfectly, like, that time slot of 
I ha- I have anywhere between half an hour to two hours of nothing. Let's split this up into episodes <laughs> or something. All right. I guess, yeah. yeah, specifically on Tuesday nights, it's like, oh, you're just finishing up like a stretch kind of. So mm-hmm. you couldn't have been seeing this weekend's movies. But now you right. can. So next well, week, like, we'll I'm gonna be, talk about Interstellar. I'm definitely going to be. T- I definitely want to see Interstellar. I want to see Nightcrawler and John Wick as well. Okay. But I, I, it is very much more likely Interstellar will be saw seen if I have to see one. Okay. Just because it's the Nolan film, like it's the one I've been waiting for, so I need to see what it's all about. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, let's go to e not emails, voicemails, and Twitter questions. Okay. Uh, I like on Twitter. I mean, people have just been asking me at Exposure, E-X-F-A-U-X-S-U-R-E. You can go to, you can ask, like, a Burning Barrel on Twitter. That's the Twitter for it, because Burning Barrel was stolen. It's just a Burning Barrel? It's a Burning Barrel in the Avatar picture, or it used to just be, like, a single Burning Barrel. (laughs) But now it's, like, that new podcast logo that's on iTunes and stuff, so. Um, Okay, let's get started. Here we go. Hello, Paul. Hello, Nathan. It's me out there wondering, and I hope Nathan had fun at Disneyland. And uh, I started reading the Attack on Titan manga, and there's a lot of crazy-looking titans in it. And uh, I'll probably take pictures of the crazy-looking titans because they're crazy-looking titans. They should be seen. Oh, and uh, book? I don't know if the titans count as specific spoilers. I mean, I won't take pictures of the titans have, like, a crazy power such as, I don't know, talking or breathing fire or having more than one head or something like that. Okay, but, but now I'm presuming all will. those things. If I do, I'll put a spoiler warning or something when I tweet it, but that could happen. Okay. Anyways, what's your opinion on spoilers, guys? Hmm. For me... When it's video games, it's just like, eh, I'm either going to play the video game or not play the video game anyways. And for things like anime and manga, most of the manga I read is like the generic stuff. And the other manga I read is like manga of stuff that already had a terrible ass anime that ended in such a stupid way and cut up so much stuff from the manga. (sighs) But yes, that's my opinion on spoilers. I hope people don't hate me. Okay. Uh, I don't know why anybody would hate you, but... there. Okay. Anyways, um, I'm the same... So, the last episode we did, we were playing uh, Evil Within and, like, talking about it. And there was one voicemail specifically where uh, it was from I'm3D Homer where he was saying, I just found out, like, the ending and started laughing about it. And he was saying, like... I don't want to ruin it for you. And I was like, please don't. That's because I was literally like the next day going to play that game. So like if I'm in the middle of like, yeah, I'm going to do this like right away sort of thing. I don't like spoilers. Otherwise, if it's like I wasn't going to play that anyways. Yeah, go ahead. I'm the same way with video games with movies. I kind of don't care either because honestly, I if somebody tells me a spoiler for a movie that I'm not planning to see like that weekend, I'll yeah. forget and it'll still be a surprise to me. So uh, I, I, I kind of tend to like 
parts of my brain light up when the topic is movies. So I'm absorbing all data that is stated at that point. So mm. spoilers can definitely like, it's just like, Oh, I, I was walking past someone who's talking about the game. Fuck or something, you know, like now I can't watch it. Or now when I watch it, I know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Also working in a video store for a while was a dangerous place for yeah. spoiler territory. I I've ruined some stuff for people inadvertently. And just by being like, Oh man, it's bullshit in atonement when like none of that happened. And you're just like, what? I, was, I just rented that. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought it was terrible. So you're welcome. Joe, sure. Wright, get out. Like that kind of stuff. But yeah. Uh, the the games... biggest problem I had was mm-hmm. with uh, there was a while there where I actually was watching The Walking Dead and was invested. But the way I watch TV series is I like to binge watch them when a bunch of them are out, like in a night. I'll watch yeah, like six yeah. episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. And. I had at the time at like my other job before I came back to where we're working now, there was this chatty little bitch and every fucking week she would say exactly what happened in like that week's episode when she was like talking with a, another coworker like in the beside her uh-huh. that I could overhear. So anytime like I heard her start talking about it, I would just turn on headphones and like crank up a podcast or something to drown it out because she just like. When it's something episodic like that, spoilers are the worst. <laughs> like, that. like, well, now I know what the big conclusion of this one is. So, like, I know what happens at the end of season two now. So, all season, I'm gonna wait for that person to die or something, <laughs> or just know that oh, well, all this stuff they're saying now is kind of useless because, ugh. Yeah. So yeah. that was my biggest problem. Hmm. Uh. I mean, I don't, I don't know if a series been written. Like, I watched the end of The Sopranos years before I watched The Sopranos, and it doesn't really matter. Sure. Uh, like, I, I was actually curious about it, because, like, how did they build up to that moment? That's so weird. So I, I was still invested. Um, but yeah, games, though, like, it's, like, outside of very few where they actually hinge on a writing thing, like, I guess, adventure games or Bioshock, like, really that that has like yeah. a story thing that if you knew it beforehand might just kind of impact how you're doing things because you're just like oh wow i have no ability to control what i really do and that's justified by the story but i wasn't even thinking about it before and that's the point but if i am i kind of just don't want to play it like that could happen right there's like i, I think get, so you know i don't want to be manipulated by the bad guys so and some like video game end punches don't hit as hard if you know it like the yeah. end of like Metal Gear Solid 2 wouldn't have been like oh what or something or like when it came out I was dancing around talking about Red Dead specifically because I was just like I really like the ending but I don't really want to tell you anything about it because it would kind of rob um, like the best moment about it from any impact or whatever right uh, have, have you you completed it right yep okay yeah that thing i was uh, mm-hmm. the the final thing though i wasn't that but the, the other thing oh that was good um yeah so talking about it like that is kind of useless so mm-hmm. i don't know i think we try to avoid spoilery things with new stuff mm-hmm. like, I and also it's we like talk- if i don't like it it's harder not to because i want to because i feel like it's a waste of time right but it's mean it's, it's that's vindictive spoiling Mm, i guess so i could like, just like be like no you shouldn't even see interstellar paul blah, and then ruin it but i don't want to do that 
spoilers are so like sub, uh, subjective too, mm-hmm. because it's kind of like again like if uh, like I'm trying to think oh, of a, a oh. specific thing this week. I guess there isn't really one specifically, but if I was just like, oh, I don't care how Memento ends or mm-hmm. something, like then I wouldn't care that you told me, right? Because I didn't care anyway. Right, but I guess there's some things where. Like, okay, here, here, here's an example. With the game, I want to experience it firsthand myself. You have so, to. That's the yeah. point. Like, so if, you know, Mass Effect 3 is coming out, I don't want you to talk to me about it or watch trailers or anything because yeah. then it's like, oh, that's a thing that happens. Oh, that's a boss. Oh, that's a character. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know yeah. any of it because I want to encounter it in the story. That's so, the reason teaser trailers are so good. I get, or sure, just like a setting a stage and then that's it. And then you're like, no, I'm already sold. It's the third game. But for some reason with that game specifically, they were trying to like get new people on board. So yeah. like the marketing had like just trailers with all these characters and stuff. And it's like, I didn't want to know who was going to still be relevant. I don't know. Or like in t- when two was coming out, hearing how Rex was in it, I didn't want to know that. I wanted to be like, oh, sweet, it's Rex. But now I know he's in it and what he's doing. Because Unless you're one of the poor, unfortunate people that killed him in the first one, yeah, yeah. I guess. But just hearing people talk about it and stuff, or like trailers and quick looks and things of that nature, it's just like I didn't, I like I don't know why I clicked play on this because I kind of just want to stay away from it. Yeah, I so I if, think if, I found that I actively I don't even really find spoilers anymore because I don't click on trailers or like quick looks of anything I care about like at all anymore it, like yeah there, like i mean there's a small list of games where it's like oh i'm gonna buy that like i know that already right. so i don't need you to show, show me anything and i'd rather you didn't like you know persona 5 and that comes out just I, I i have purchased it i'm gonna play it like i don't want you to talk about it but i guess that there's games where like i need convincing like dead island i thought video footage of that game was helpful because i was like is this a piece of shit or is it good Let's mm-hmm. see how it looks. And that's just like, oh, yeah, oh, this, yeah, okay. And then I went and bought it. Well, but, that's yeah. kind of how I feel about the new Call of Duty, which I've been playing, by the way. Advanced Warfighter? Yeah, or Warfare. Advanced Warfighter is the Tom Clancy game. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, man. I but, I thought they just used the term Warfighter, and that was funny. No, Advanced so, Warfare. Fuck you, Tom Clancy. Okay. Yeah. It's huh. really good. <laughs> I have to say it. That game is really good. Okay. And I wouldn't have known that. It Like, when I heard about it, I was just like, <laughs> Call of Duty again. And then, like, I saw a little bit of footage of it. I'm like, dude, this moves like Halo or something. Like, it moves fast. And it's techno, like, it's scientific, it's uh, sci-fi based. And, like, you have weird exoskeleton suits and you move around like Crisis kind of as well. It's... I don't know. It's really good because it's mm-hmm. not at all a Call of Duty game I would expect at all. It's basically mm-hmm. like a crisis game. Okay. So, yeah. No, I was pleasantly surprised. And that's one of the things that, like, I needed someone to spoil that surprise because otherwise I wouldn't have tried it at all. Mm-hmm. So maybe spoilers in some ways are good. But you, like, but you don't care about like, oh, what happens to Kevin Spacey's character at the end of that game or something? Like, oh no, because you—it's quite obvious from the beginning what's going to happen with him. Okay, he's, he's evil he's, corporate guy. Yeah. Okay. Like right, right from the beginning. Okay. So, 
So he's going to yeah. catch a hot one at some point. Black. Well, well, it was funny because I was playing it. I was actually streaming it when I was playing it. And um, I was just like, oh, there's Kevin Spacey. And then, like, where you're chit-chatting or whatever, I'm like, how much do you want to bet that I'm, like, going to find something out that Kevin Spacey is actually, like, a bad dude, and then I'm going to be on the other side of this, like, war? And, like, sure enough, in that chapter, as I said it, it happened. <laughs> but that doesn't hurt the fact that you're like, well, I get to do that. I'm in the action movie, so whatever. And it still does the stupid action stuff. Like, the beginning of the game is you get dropped in Seoul, Korea, as, like, there's a giant war going out. And, like, you're flying through the sky, like, down into the city in this pod, and there's gunfire, and the city's coming up fast on you, and there's all that shit. Like, it's still a Call of Duty action movie game. But with sci-fi components, like, you can jump and hover better. You can, like do like little darts like strafing to like dodge fire you have smart grenades that you can like control how they fly in the air to like their target all that sort of stuff you have grenades that like will light up an area to like all the enemies like a threat grenade you have emp grenades to take out drones like it's a sci-fi shooter now and it's fantastic at that (laughs) because it was the next level up you can't just keep doing modern warfare dumb like this is like realistic but not really sort of thing and like keep it fresh you just gotta kind of go michael bay with it at some point and they did mm. with k-packs like actually <laughs> yep i i played through ghosts like it was an easy playthrough it's just stuff explodes and things happen and it's a, it's, it's the same thing I, I think i put it on easy i was just like i just want to blow up stuff and play it and... yeah i i put this on like regular casual whatever their like normal setting is which is the easy mode essentially okay because like i think it starts off as casual regular hardened veteran and then like you have to unlock the hardest or something so i'm basically the easiest one uh-huh. and yeah it's just like i want to see what happens with kevin spacey and this weird futuristic war that's going on and there'll be and... big things like just guns and like i mean even ghost had like just weird kind of level specific little gimmicks or something of just like you gotta sneak into this base or something or sure we're under the ice on this one we gotta go here and i don't know oh there's the space level yeah and there's still like weird stealth mechanics at some point one of them has like a hover bike sort of thing like the land speeders or cruisers from like star wars that type of thing like a hover bike Mm -hmm. yeah so like it's a dumb set piece game. Who who made this game? Like, is this the new team? Sledgehammer. Okay, and are they comprised of like Raven dudes or what is their? I think they are. Pedigree. Okay. I can't remember exactly. I'd have to look it up and. Meh. That's that's <laughs> that's boring. Yeah. So okay, uh, new Call of Duty is good. You're playing on PC. Or... I am. Okay. Is, to which you're just like yes. Oh sweet, I can play it. <laughs> I mean, I bought Alien and registered it and stuff, so. You know, I will say say this new Call of Duty isn't one of the games that you would be like, I'm going to buy this to support it. It's just one of the like, I'm going to play this Michael Bay game and have fun for the four hours and then move on with my life. Yeah. And you're like, you're not into the multiplayer side of it either. Oh, I've been playing the multiplayer as well. Okay, how's that? Um, It's still Call of Duty multiplayer, which is addictive. Mm -hmm. Like it's that carrot on the stick thing. 
but that carrot is huge and that stick is short now. <laughs> so oh. it's just like I got like one lucky kill and it's just like I got five perk achievements instantly. It's just like boom, 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 because it was like I killed that guy's uh, kill streak or whatever. He killed me previously, so I got a revenge thing. I also killed him because he was or like in another special random thing. And it just made me feel really good, so I kept playing. <laughs> like, so that carrot on the stick is still there. It also has a survival mode thing, which is pretty fun because it's basically uh, like zombies, only you're not doing the Call of Duty zombies. It's like people trying to kill you, like soldiers or whatever, and you're fighting them off with a group. And you can upgrade your suit for different abilities and like upgrade your guns and stuff, so... It's fun. It's a wave-based thing, which is always... It's like Killing Floor, almost, without zombies, but, like, people with guns. I don't know. I'm, I'm having a really good time with it, and I didn't think I'd be saying that about a Call of Duty for a long time. So, yeah. Seven years after Modern Warfare. Still works, I guess. I don't know. Advan- you just have to put Advanced in place of Modern <laughs> What year next, is it? Like 2030 or something? Like Yeah, something like that, yeah. I guess the okay. next one will probably be like Future Warfare, right? I mean... It'll just be like lasers or something. Oh, just actually just call it that now instead of... I mean, you got super advanced suit and you're in space and whatever stuff that's mm-hmm. been happening, but... Huh. I, so is there a sequel to Ghosts coming up then? Like, what is the trajectory of the other stuff? Black Ops Three? Is that a thing? Mm, I don't know. Because like Treyarch's still a thing, and Infinity Ward sort of exists, right? Do you think they could get away with the Black Ops Three? I don't. I thought Two wasn't well received very much because even the multiplayer wasn't that good. Oh, I I don't know. I I don't either. I never played the multiplayer of Two. I I was under the impression like Black Ops Two sold just fine and whatnot, but. It probably, I'm sure it did, yeah. Did this one do, like, set records and all that stuff yet again, or no? Because I, I, I knew it was coming out. Like, we were, you know, watching TV and stuff at the time. It's just like, oh, there's, like, trailers and stuff every couple seconds. Uh, Chris Hardwick was talking about it all the time on his show, At Midnight, which we watched, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like uh, a game show talk show with comedians. I don't know how it's done sale-wise, to be completely honest with you, but... I will say one thing. They this game has actually raised the bar on how these games should play. Mm-hmm. Like the way that uh, Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty 4, the first Modern Warfare did from 3 and the previous ones, how it's just like, no, this is how the game should feel now and they kind of iterated and made that feel smoother as they went along. This is the new jump for them. Because okay. like the movement feels good, the double jumping and like slight gliding and stuff you can do in multiplayer opens the maps up completely to not only having to be like kind of uh horizontal but there's vertical aspects and things you can hide behind that way as well and you can sneak up on people easier like this is the new revolutionary thing that if the next game doesn't feel as good it's gonna flop so that in itself is kind of cool because for the longest time, they've just been kind of riding on the coattails of uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare felt good. We will just tighten that up more and more as we go. This was the next jump to like, this feels good again. Now they're going to have to just continue with this or like do another jump if they are so inclined, I guess. 
which mm. they won't be because they'll just want to get money out of the engine they created for it or whatever they did. But yeah. Okay. Any other noteworthy voice actors in it? Like everyone talks about Kevin Spacey, but they they've gotten decently big talent before. Not. Nah, I'm just wondering about that. Like. Um. Oh, hey, Troy Baker. <clears throat> I've heard of that guy. Have you? I don't know who that is. What he he's Mr. Video Games. He, he's Video? hi. I I'm Joel from uh, that game, and also Booker from that game, and also Joker from that other game. Like he had that big year, you know. Oh right. Sorry when like Joel from that game. I didn't like Joel Booker. Meh. But like okay. I do the name that when you were just like Joker. It's like oh yeah, that's right because they replaced the good Joker. And yeah. he was the one that came in that actually held the mantle up pretty decently, I will say. So, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He's, I like him then. He's fine. Yeah, I'm just seeing voice actory people. Like, Alan Tudyk, additional voices. What? Okay. He's probably just one of the guys that says, like, oorah, or we're three mics out. Or something. <laughs> okay. They they still talk like a Call of Duty game. <laughs> Oscar Mike, even? I don't think they've said Oscar Mike yet. I've been waiting for it. The closest we've gotten is we're a mic out or two mics out. Okay. Yes. Which is weird because if you think about it, Mike just means M. So it's like, are we two miles out or two meters out? <laughs> uh, no, it's two meters. It's right on the other side of that door. Oh, okay. Why <laughs> right, did you tell exactly. me that? Yeah. Right. But the thing is, I think in that game, it actually was two meters because I only ran to the end of a planter. And yeah, that's when the next cutscene cut in. Great. Yeah, so I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, that game's fine. We should keep moving on with voicemails. Here we go. All right, here we go. That was a voicemail tangent. Yeah. Uh Oh, here it is. Hey, Paul. Hey, Nate. So a couple weeks or even a month back, we were seeing Onimetsu and Pander searching far and wide for a fourth member for their 100% orange juice games. Mm. So back then I'm messaging Pander a bunch on Skype talking about problems in my brain and shit. And next thing (laughs) I know, I am in a Skype call with Oni, Pander, and her fiancé playing 100% orange juice. Turns out I'm the fourth member. I thought it would be a lot worse than it actually was because my computer kind of sucks. And when I think dice rolls and board game, I think Mario Party. Totally not that bad, and my computer can sort of manage. I'm not going to go into details to why it sucks, because I've explained it numerous times already, so just take my word on it that it sucks. My question is, what are some games you expected to be unenjoyable or had very little expectation of, but you were pleasantly surprised by how enjoyable they are? Also, how about the opposite? Games you thought would be good, but were total garbage, or you just didn't like them. For me, it's Kid Icarus Uprising. That's one of the main ones, at least. I was expecting it to be so good, but I could never get into the controls. I've had, se- I've tried several times to get used to the controls, but I just can't do it. It reminds me of everything I didn't like about Star Fox Command, which really isn't a coincidence. I'll see you later. Okay, I have to pose a question back to you quickly, Marshmallow. You can just tweet me the answer. What? Oh my god, I just lost it. Holy shit. Like, as I was about to say it. Like, what's um, wrong with 100% orange juice? This looks rad. No, I'm no. just joking. He said he doesn't want to explain that again. No, I think um, he was saying he was surprised that it ran good on his computer because his computer is a piece of shit. Oh, okay. But, um, 
No, what the fuck was he just talking about? Like, oh, what made you think Kid Icarus Uprising was going to be really great? Like, I'm just curious because... Well, critics generally liked it in Nintendo, right? But I Like, I guess, but it's just... I don't know. I, I liked the first Kid Icarus, but, like, when I saw trailers and stuff for Uprising, I was like, that looks like it could be fun, but I didn't think it looked like it would be fantastic or anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I'm just curious as to what made him personally think, like, it would be great. But, yeah, you can answer me on thing. A uh, game that I wasn't expecting to like, but it been having a lot of fun with, was just talking about it, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Okay. Yeah. Man, I just feel like a broken record of just, like, uh, Deadly Premonition, uh, ones I didn't like, uh, that I was really excited for, Brutal Legend. I don't know if you guys have heard this right. from me. Um like, is there recent... Like, okay, I think I might have been enjoying Evil Within more than I was expecting to, based on people hating it. I'm on the opposite. I was expecting to just fall head over heels in love with it because of the people behind it. Yeah. And it didn't meet that expectation at all, so... How about that, that hair people... monster, though? The huh? hair monster? Well, it's just that screaming multi oh. thing. I yeah. thought it was awful. It was just like it just, was definitely awful. Like just yeah. this, this is a messed up thing that is chasing me. I I want to destroy this thing. This is a bad thing right here. So Can I don't you know. Destroy it. Uh, like way later, there's a boss battle. But yeah, but like not that at that moment. Not at that point. No, my initial okay. like reaction when it emerged was just like, all right, I got to shoot this thing, and it was like, no, you fucked up, dude. You got to run. It's like, oh, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Like, it was making loud, awful sounds, but... I, I don't think I even sure. had a whole lot of ammo, so I didn't even bother trying to fight it. <laughs> it kind of like... sucks, because it's in a room where there's, like, a locker and some stuff you can pick up, but I guess you're just mm-hmm. supposed to jump in there, grab that stuff, and book it out of there. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, maybe that game is, like, a recent one. Okay. But, like, yes, yeah, stuff like I have low expectations or no expectations and then get really excited about, like, I'm not blind playing stuff that often of just like right. i have no idea what this is let's give it a shot right but like alien worked out okay so far too like and Especially, i guess like all the alien games that have come before being kind of meh at best it's like it, that was a pleasant surprise and all yeah. they did it and i guess i maybe again on the flip side with how much people were saying it looked great and even my own expectations of just like oh i love monolith and all this i just wasn't getting into shadows of mordor Mm. So that was kind of a, I want to enjoy this, but I'm just not. But right. like, I know the guys who made this, like that they do good job. They do good work. Like when I was watching footage of this earlier, I was like, oh, it looks kind of like Assassin's Creed, but with like, you know, it's got mercenary stuff in it with like the cards and I don't know. like, but then I don't know. I just wasn't getting into it at the time. I'll right. put that on the virtual shelf for a while and try it again later. But I just did not want to kill orcs when it was that's all it was asking me to do. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, like maybe that's the thing. I've been reminded of just like YouTube trailers and shit. It's just like, oh yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition's coming out. Like yeah. I'm kind of into fantasy stuff right now because I'm reading those Rothfuss books. Did I did we talk about that? Uh the Rothfuss that books. Air? That was off air, the book specifically. Right, right. Uh, But we have talked about you thinking about trying Dragon Age out again. Well, King Killer Chronicles now. Point is, I'm kind of like, okay, like if there's like a rich fantasy game that's well made for me to just get into, 
I might be up for that now. Like, I tried going back to Amalur, but I was just, like, forgot where I was in that story, and it was just, like, fight all these weird spiders or something. I was like, I don't I don't want to play this right now. I also set it to hard mode. Amalur so. is very much an MMO, though. Like, yeah. It, like, mechanically, if you're not into, like, the whole MMO style, that game's hard to break into for anything else. I never found the story too compelling either. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a guy who likes MMOs, and I couldn't get into it, so I don't blame anybody for saying that, like, I wanted to like it. Yeah, I, I was trying to get this. So, like, if Inquisition is of note, I don't know, like, are you going to check it out? Are you interested? Or... 100% first day. Okay. I am in Dragon Age. Like, I've been, re- I've read the books and everything. I'm in there. Okay, whereas, like, I've failed playing Origins, like, a couple times of just, like... Oh, I've played through Origins, like, three times. Okay. Whereas I, I yeah, stalled out on that game a couple times, so I'm, I'm wondering That's how much... totally fair. <laughs> they, they welcome you in on this one or not, but, uh... I'll tell you what like... the problem with Origins is, and yeah. maybe, like, this is different because you're reading the high fantasy books and you're enjoying it and you're kind of in that mind space right now. Yeah. You have, you have to be in that mind space. You have to, like... When you're reading the lore and like the stuff in it, the codexes and that whole sort of thing, you have to just kind of like remember the names of people and like who they are, what they do and stuff for the story to have impact. It's like, oh shit, but he's like the Duke. He can't do that shit. And like you have to get like you have to nerd out in a point where they like the names of these people in this universe mean something. Mm-hmm. in like a profound way otherwise those that story for the dragon age stuff doesn't connect with you at all and it's totally understandable okay because yeah I, like i got into that with mass effect their other franchise exactly like knowing all the yeah. characters by name caring about what they're doing and yeah was, with this i was just kind of maybe maybe because your central character is just silent wasn't helping me I'm just like, mm, yeah. there's no personality to the central person you are, so you're just kind of there. Well, like, it's the weird warden, because... Eh. The, well, the weird thing is is that with Mass Effect, your personality is there, but it's also them because there's voice actors for them. Yeah. Like, your personality is there with your Dragon Age avatar. It's just that you kind of have to read your dialogue in your mind as, like, how your character sounds because there's no voice acting for each race and character and stuff. So it's very much like as you're saying a dialogue option on there, you're reading it in your head as your character, and that's what gives it life. So there's a weird disconnect there as well. Uh, do you know how they handled that in this new one? Like, are you going to be? A... I, I'm not sure how they handle it with like the main character, but like there is voice acting for the other people and like all that sort of stuff again. Yeah, like for, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. So really, yeah, he's Iron Bull apparently. Okay. He, I mean, Bioware must like him. So. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, dude, Dragon Age. I'm so fucking stoked. <laughs> is that, is that really soon? Like, is that this month? That or? is next week. Okay. Cause I was like, I was at uh, EB today, just kill, like, I was at the mall anyway, and I was like, oh, I'll check for DS games or something. I was like, why is there this big line? What are people doing? It's like, oh, Assassin's Creed's out today. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Is it? Yeah, Unity came out today. Oh. And Rogue or whatever. But I was just like, what's I don't care Rogue? about that. I'm going to pick up Bowser's Inside Story. Wait, what's Rogue? Uh, it's the last gen one. 
So there's two games that are their own campaigns that came out today. Oh, wait. Is this called Assassin's Creed Rogue? Yeah, Assassin's Creed Rogue. Oh, because I was going to say, did they remake Rogue? I didn't know it was an Assassin's Creed game. No, sorry. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Rogue also came out today, and it is another game, I guess. uh, Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Assassin's Creed people. You did it. Today's your day. You shipped two games. Like, annually. Oh, okay. This is the thing that's kind of irking me a little bit, too. Uh-huh. Like, Assassin's Creed has had more games than Call of Duty, even. And yet, Call of Duty's the one that people are just like, it's the same game every time. Like, it's the scapegoat everyone is okay ragging on for this, like, yeah, god damn it. What is it? The reason and I got... they both launched in 2007, right? Or 6? The reason the I'm getting annoyed by it, too, is because, uh... I was saying, like, I'm going to play more, like, Advanced Warfare tonight or something to some friends I was playing Arma 3 with, and they just basically called me a faggot. It's just like, you have no, like, yeah, have fun just hating on something you haven't played, you losers. Like, what were they at, least there, at least I'm out there trying new stuff. <laughs> playing MOBAs or something and getting snooty? I don't know what they're playing, honestly. Okay. Like, like, Nintendo games, Wind Waker, I guess, again. <laughs> I don't okay. know. No, like seriously, one of them is actually playing Wind Waker again, the HD version. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, talk about iterative. I guess that's what I'll. I say guess, about but that. there's less in general. I don't know. Oh, for Legend of Zelda, there's less games. Yeah, it's like 25 years oh, yeah. and like 20 games. <laughs> well, and but, including like. They're, it, they're diff- yeah, they're different feels for, like, the different types of games, too. They're not yeah. all just the 3D versions. No, but, like, that's why I was saying, like, Assassin's Creed t- came out with two games just today, even. And, like, and yeah. those games will play very similarly, most likely. Like, like yeah. Yeah, just, just keep doing the cool thing and hating on games you haven't played, guys. You're real cool. Everybody thinks so. Go tell Twitter. Man, I still haven't tried Watch Dogs, and that was supposed to be, like, the big change for Ubisoft open world stuff. And people was kinda, it? I think so, right? Like, I was in impression, it was like, this is their, like, future thing. Like, this is... Well, they're it's, not, they're it's not still do an Destiny's Ubisoft open world thing. Dead, but... Well, it's still the same thing. It's just, uh, like, it's their version of Grand Theft Auto, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of trailers for that, too, because Grand Theft Auto Five's coming out again. First person mode on PC. Oh mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna buy it probably for PC. What? So Why? I'm probably not. Because I, because I, I own it on a console already, and I didn't even play it then. Oh, you so, didn't like, even play it. Whereas I totally no. played all of it. Very right. Much. I know. So like for you saying like I'm gonna buy it on a PC, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that was that. That was that game of the year 2013. I said that on television. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's right. Like it's so true. I was yeah. This is the greatest, so... Oh, anyways, and another thing, like, if we're talking nostalgia things, uh, a game I thought was better than it actually was when I tried to replay it but couldn't get past the shitty controls was uh, Killer7. Yeah, me too. That game has terrible controls. It's oh my god, worst. I played it's it unplayable. in 05 and was like, this is really weird and interesting, I like this. And then I was yep. like, fond remembering, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do like a pseudo-marathon, I'm gonna, oh, this is unplayable. This that game terrible. that game is literally unplayable. Like I'm sorry, it's a bad game. 
because I cannot play it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was admiring looking at it, like the pause menu yes. and stuff. And it's maybe like, I'll watch weird, a, I'll watch a TVs. Let's Player do it or something. Maybe <laughs> that got stuck in the two thousand. <laughs> There's like a silent Let's Play, and you just I'm sure there watch is. the game be successfully beaten. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Uh, we should keep moving. Next voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Paul. Hey, Nate. My question is, have you ever been afraid of game characters? And if so, what were they? I have two memorable characters I was scared of. So when I was younger, I was scared of Charging Chuck. He's a fucking football player, and after <laughs> I jumped on him once and it didn't do much of anything, I was too afraid to try and do it again or two more times. So when I saw him, I tried to get as far away as possible from that Brian Urlacher wannabe as fast as I could. It's kind of funny when I see him now in Super Mario 3D World, because I'm just like, this is what I was afraid of? It's just so silly. I can only imagine how afraid I would have been of those masks from Mario 2 if I had played it. Another character I was afraid of was the Redeads. Once I saw them, I stopped playing that game for quite a while, unfortunately, because every time I turned it on, I would have to see one of those corpse-looking motherfuckers and possibly be grabbed by them. Plus, there were those Redeads in that tomb that were unkillable until you got it to the end of it, and I don't think at that point it, I had cleared it because it was optional. I overcame my fear of Redeads when I beat the shit out of them in Melee. That's my question in the story, so I'll see you later. Oh man, those masks in Mario 2, when you pick up the key. Oh, yeah. Like, just like every time, even after like being pretty comfortable with that game, it's just like, oh shit, okay. Like, you're just kind of like readying yourself to grab the key and like go for it. Like, it's it's cool that they make your, you picking up something part of the trigger. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That, those oh. always got me. The mask. The I'm just gonna stick with the mask thing right now for a okay. second. Binding of Isaac, the masks of infamy. Holy shit, I fucking hate those things because they're invulnerable and they have like a heart component that's separate. Mm. So like you have to shoot the heart, which is usually in a hard to reach place, and they're just kind of if like you're in line of sight for them, they'll charge you. Mm-hmm. And it's just the worst. I fucking hate those rooms. Man, Rebirth is free on PlayStation Plus for Vita, so I I have that, but I haven't tried it. Rebirth is the most fantastic. Okay. It's really good. Um I like the weird NFL reference too (laughs) that you made just in there. For Trojan Chucks. Where he's just like those Brian Erlacher motherfuckers. (laughs) Anyways. Um Okay. So I guess also Mario, they have scary enemies, dude. I don't know. There are that thing that you were talking about in yeah. uh, Evil Within came to mind right away. Yeah, uh, the alien <laughs> in Alien Isolation is. Yeah, I mean it's weird scary. though. It's like with repeated deaths though, they just become annoying. Like yes, that's they with lose every game though. An edge at some point where you're just like, this thing, oh, come on, this is. Just I'll give you point. the. I'll give you the ultimate one right now though. The regenerators. Okay, that's actually second for me. I'm okay. gonna say crimson heads because they pop back up and I. Oh, actually, I thought animation. of a Resident Evil one thing for me too. Uh, from the GameCube one, Lisa. Like, yeah, it, I mean, I thought... Lisa was essentially like that version or that game's nemesis, okay. or like Mister X. Mm-hmm. There's a like the Resident Evil games have a good uh, repertoire of just like the nameless figure of some sort like coming after you in random right. rooms. 
But like I like I don't know I like how they set the stage with that of like reading the journals and stuff and like just finding them throughout the house and then now you have to confront that weird thing you read about like that sure. was kind of cool yeah um, no I definitely agree it was weird actually watching that uh, movie Wreck which was remade as Quarantine yeah like there's like a oh ultimate zombie kind of character in that movie and like that the way it's like revealed and like them reading letters and stuff i was just like this is like resident evil like this is like a resident evil movie like actually like there's like we got to get the key card to get into this room kind of dilemmas in a movie and i'm I right. don't know, strange seeing that but yeah lisa was came to mind um but okay I so resident evil has character. a good repertoire of that of like just kind of scary things following yeah. you or like that can come back to life of some sort or it's really hard to kill to the point of without a weapon can't be killed mm-hmm. a specific weapon in four. So yeah. yeah, no, there's a few for sure. Charge and Chuck's a pretty good one though, because like I'm just picturing this kid. Like everything else in this game dies to one hit. What it's the like, oh, fuck? You can't jump He's on still these. there. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so good. I love it. That's oh, a great shit. story. Just jumping over them and running. Yeah. That's a like, great it... pull. Mm-hmm. Any others for you? Uh, the sun in Mario Brothers three. Oh my fucking god! Yes. Like it's just like it's like it's the same level, so you always know it's gonna happen. But it's just like oh, don't, 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 don't. like just manic chases are fun things that video games can do, but they're kind of intense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next voicemail. Here we go. So, Paul, Nathan, I don't know if you know this or not, but one of the things they add to Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate is a desert area. They've had desert areas before, but this is the new one for the fourth generation, because the fourth generation didn't have one before. And it got me thinking of how the areas of Monster Hunter are very diverse. You go to a tundra, a forest, a mountain, a volcano, a deserted island, a desert, a swamp, and so on. There are caves and caverns in most of these areas as well. So my question is, what are some of your favorite jungle, swampy, desert, snowy, cave, and lava areas in games? I like the Satoral Marsh for swamp, The that one town that's always snowing in Tales of Symphonia for snowy, the Tefra Cave for cave area, desert, Gerudo Desert, or Shifting Sandland for desert area, Mount Magmagen for lava area, and my favorite jungle is Machna Forest. Even though it's called a forest, it's much more of a jungle. If that won't do, then pretty much any Donkey Kong jungle later. Mm. Okay, I actually wrote down the ones that he said, so mm. we'll just quickly go through this, I guess. Swamp, Um, this is going to be kind of a cop-out. I really, for some reason, liked the Swamp of Sorrows area in World of Warcraft before that left, during the Cataclysm, like when it was destroyed. Okay. I don't know why. I just really liked that area. And then, like, in the middle of the swamp, there was this weird, uh, like, in a raid instance area, which was just this giant shrine sort of thing. I don't, I liked that area. So I'm going to say that for Swamp. What about you? For, For swamps, specifically, or... Like, yeah, I mean, I'm just like thinking of, of any swamps I've ever had to deal with. And it's like, I love Majora's Mask. I don't like the swamp area, though. It's like poison. Sure. It's, sure. it's an annoying level to deal with until you've purified it. Sure. Uh, so I, I don't know that I like swamps at all. OK, what about <laughs> cave? Caves? Like, like, it's like, like cave story count. 
That was like, is Spelunky a cave game? Yeah, you know what? You're right. Cave, the Spelunky cave is it's my a big favorite. cave. It's just weird, varied cave. Yeah. Um, you're good yeah. with that answer then? I guess so. I'm just like, trying what to think of like desert? interesting use of stalactites or something, but there's not really anything. I, I immediately looked up the Kupahari Desert from Mario Bros. 3. I'm just like, oh, there's like pyramids and stuff. Like, it was just fun. <laughs> like, just. I don't know. I really, really like the desert level in Mario 2, just because it was such a change mm-hmm. in that game for me. Uh, snow level. I, I don't usually like snow levels. But like does The Himalayas hey. and DuckTales on NES. Oh, okay. Uh, Shadow Moses? Like Shadow Moses is great, you're right. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's Alaska, it's snowing. It's the best snow game, you know? Yeah. Metal Gear Solid. What about, like, Cold Fear? Wasn't that a basically whole game of snow level? Like well, you're the on, thing. like, a frigid boat or something, right? The Thing game. That game was actually good, by the way. It wasn't too I, bad. On... I, I bought it at some point. I have it on Xbox. Because I, I heard it had some neat mechanics in it of just, like, trust dynamics with your crew, right? Which is that yeah. movie. So it's just like, is he a thing or isn't he? I don't know. We gotta We gotta figure that out. So, actually, yeah, it's weird. It's like looks like Cold Fear actually got decent reviews. I mainly remember the Mega sixty four ads, but I never played it. It looks like it was right around the same time as Resident Evil four, so it probably got overshadowed really easily. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about lava level? Hmm. I mean, these are all like areas that are in a bunch of things, but like what's the best one like like i recently played twilight princess but i didn't like that lava fire temple very much yeah. uh just thinking of mario stuff dude there's lava everywhere yeah like i don't know it's i like it's that weird. one level in mario brothers 3 where you're on the ships in like world 8 and you can swim in it like it's like oh it's lava sure. it's not really you can just not really it's just kind of juice red yeah, juice just or orange something orange water and it's, it's fine right. you can just swim under the boat in this one part it's way easier <laughs> like, right stuff like that but I'm sure they have, like compelling uses of lava i don't feel anything has really had like lava flowing as a thing like just watch out the lava's coming like they should make a volcano game tommy lee jones that would be great are you kidding me like, just watch out, John Carroll Lynch. No, and he sinks into the lava. Like, just, but actually dealing with, like, lava coming at you, which is what it does. That, that like, like, Aladdin, where there's the big waves and you're on the carpet. Yeah, you know what? That was actually not a bad one. I can agree with that. Okay, I'm going to go with Aladdin on whichever platform of I choice. Mean, it's kind of a weird pull, but I can agree with it. <laughs> It's good use of lava in the movie, and they recreated it in the game. So, watch out for those lava waves. I feel the cave like of wonders. I feel like there's a lava level somewhere that I really liked, but I just like it's on the tip of my brain, and I can't like. Did you like the lava levels in Mario sixty four at all? Because I found them annoying. No, I. Oh God, I actually actively hated them. Like, yeah, the one okay. that's in the basement area or whatever, where there's just, like, wire meshes everywhere, and there's weird bull enemies that just charge you off of stuff. Like, I found that world pretty frustrating. So, no. I Mario 64 does not 
earn its like my favorite lava level award. There's a stage in uh, StarCraft 2, which is like there's a whole area in the middle. Like you build you build your bases and stuff on this elevated ground because the whole level in the middle will rent not randomly, but like a tide of lava will come in and fill up that area and destroy any things or like buildings and stuff in there. So I thought that was kind of cool because you could be fighting like this huge war in the middle against the AI. Like it's a campaign level too. So it's always the same. And like if they try to attack your base and they're running across and like the lava starts raising, they're just all dead. Hmm. I don't know. That was kind of cool for like an RTS game. Uh, how about jungle? Jungle level. Like Donkey Kong is the first thing that yeah, comes to mind. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind too. But they usually throw jungle in the name, so it's kind of just word association. I what about the jungle actually... book game? I don't know if I played it. I is it is it noteworthy? Is it one of the Capcom Disney classics or something or Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I buy that, but man, like jungle thick good usage whatever like spelunky has a jungle level in it but it's in a cave so we're and it has all that our cave level and it has some great jazz music too yeah but the spike totems i hate those what about like the rayman games aren't there like jungle levels in those yeah they're kind of jungly like i want to say like jack and daxter might have some jungle stuff oh dude whatever i'm gonna say contra contra okay most of that game was in a jungle. I'm just thinking of like Vietnam games, like Men of Valor. Yeah. But I well, what's that, that one with all the swearing again? Is that Men of Valor? No, wasn't it like Rogue something? There's a bunch of Vietnam-based games. I, I think I, it was Mickey Rourke. Oh God, Rogue Warrior. Rogue game Warrior. Is terrible. <laughs> I don't even know that they like or like even the jungle level in Goldeneye is a shit jungle because it's just like corridors that are green. The only like, thing I remember about the jungle level in Goldeneye was you get to a point where Xena is on the bridge with two RPGs shooting yep, at you. Yep, I hate it. I hated it. Oh, God. Like, that game, man, there's some just yeah. terrible stuff. Or just that game, like that level specifically has like so much fog in it. Like, it's just like we can't. The frame rate is garbage. We need to just limit your eyesight. Like it's foggy in this jungle, <laughs> the mists or something. Right. Uh, so that's a terrible jungle. Worst jungle, Golden Eye. I, sure. I never liked that level. No, um, I agree. Oh god, I, a good jungle like some of Zelda dungeon, like the first one in Twilight Princess, isn't great. It's got monkeys. That's jungle. Mm-hmm. Forest temple isn't really a jungle, but it's a forest, and I like that temple. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really counts. Yeah, like, I don't think it does. Whatever, Donkey Kong stuff. Donkey Kong leans into the jungle. It's got fruit and stuff. Sure. I'll go with that. Just Is there like an Uncharted in a jungle at the any first, point? The first one has a lot of jungle. But it's like the least, my least favorite Uncharted game. So, also the Vita one. But I never played the Vita one. I guess even that... three has like a jungle area where you, when you go up to that like big mansion kind of house, like the level stuff before that is kind of jungle. 
Okay. Uncharted has decent jungles. I guess also Tomb Raider, the new one, has some jungly type stuff, right? Sort of. Yes. Or is it a forest? That that I don't know. Like at some point, it's just like the type of trees makes it a jungle. Like I get. Like yeah, I don't. If even there's know. vines, it's a jungle. Vines essentially. Yeah. There's probably vines in Tomb Raider. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, there probably is. You're right. So that new Tomb Raider game, decent, totally decent jungles. I don't, I, there aren't many environment types where I'm just like, I really want to be in an environment like that. I want, I want to check that out. Right. So it's just, they seem to just climates determine what levels kind of happen in a thing. Like, right. Would, oh, deserts were an option too earlier and i said yeah mario brothers 3 i'm also gonna do an honorable write in uh jack 3 kind of leans into desert stuff okay it's like your dune buggies and i might say journey for desert and snow that's a pretty good both of those things Uh, actually i'm gonna if i have to choose one i'm gonna say desert because just like riding down some of the sand dunes and stuff that sand surfing part was really good yeah so you know what that's my answer for desert all right Okay, we should move on. Yeah, like that's just you could talk about weird. desert levels and fire levels, and I don't usually think about it. So interesting question, I guess. It's like no, I've it's seen a really good a question. Fire level. That might be the problem. It's like oh, this is too interesting. Let's really ponder <laughs> this and talk about every single fire level in every Mario game, and which one's the best? Let's not do that. Let's do a list of a hundred. See, in anyway. Super Mario Brothers three, you get the Hammer Bros suit in World Six, but it's like the shittiest world. But you get the coolest costume. Right. So is that a good world or not? I don't know. I, I oh, Something I to think about. Yeah. Anyway. What's, last, you, what's next... your favorite level podcast at Burning Pearl Taco? <laughs> oh, it does get into the point where it's like, you guys should just do a podcast so we can listen to your ideas. <laughs> like, reply to this podcast in the comments with a podcast. And then we'll listen to that. Don't do that. I won't. I won't listen to it. Okay. Unless it's okay. Unless it's really good. Anyways, next voicemail. So last year, I saw this movie called Europa Report, which was sort of found footagey movie about a space travel to Europa, and that movie wasn't great. And what it immediately brought it back into my head that sort of stayed there was the movie 2010, which is also about kind of going to Europa. And while 2010 is bizarrely dated with all the Cold War stuff and recontextualizes 2001 in weird ways, it's it was a memorable movie and it had its points. So recently, with Interstellar coming out, people are talking about space movies again. And there was an article on Grantland.com it was about like notes after about sci-fi after 2001, and it's one of its points, its earlier points, was that 2001 is so influential that every movie, space movie that comes after it, has to sort of either affirm or refute like the version of space that movie puts out, <laughs> and, its, and its ideas about humanity, in a similar way that The Godfather like affected every mob movie that came after it. So really, I guess I want to ask you guys about your thoughts on fiction that has to like respond to some great work in its genre, including video games. I love how you just threw including video games. Click also video games. 
because yeah. this is kind of a video game podcast, but I think we talked about more movies this week. Um, it's kind of just an anything podcast. Yeah. All the media that matters. Yeah, that's the slogan. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> there's like there is an acknowledgement of like there's basically just a joke about 2001 in Interstellar. So, yeah, everything has to kind of acknowledge that but some stuff doesn't acknowledge it like moon doesn't say anything but it's like there's a robot like a computer that talks and stuff so you're gonna start thinking of it like oh it's like the howl in this movie like it's like right it is like this big touchstone of like everything after in that genre is seen th- with that like that shadow is pretty long so watch out but I don't know. It's like, and yeah, like Sopranos just leans into the Godfather references because they know they can't get away from it. So they're just like joking about it all the time and talking about it. But less so Goodfellas, which I thought was kind of up there too, but maybe not. Um, but yeah, okay. So like stuff that has to acknowledge other stuff. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like the way like Braid acknowledged Mario Brothers, kind of. How Payday has to acknowledge Heat. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess it is heat. do they do they explicitly acknowledge heat or is it just like well this this music in this one level is kind of there call. is a level in the first one called heat street oh okay okay hmm that might just be a play with words though i'm trying to, i'm like is that a problem that happens when like someone just i don't think so i think it's respectful to just show your influences or just like know know your big. inspirations or whatever, like acknowledge your where you co- come from and how you fit in or whatever. Like I guess. I mean, if we're gonna get derivative on stuff like this too, uh-huh. like fantasy with Tolkien, a lot of it, just like the fact of elves and dwarves and all these uh-huh. like weird archetypes and stereotypes that he created. Yeah, that's definitely. Like, but like, it's like, it's kind of refreshing when something doesn't, when they just do their own thing and they're confident about it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, uh, the books I'm reading right now, like the Kingkiller Chronicle stuff, like it does not have elves and stuff. And they just kind of write their own rules about magic and the way things work in its world. And it's kind of just like, yeah, this doesn't, you don't need anything (laughs) before to like, oh, if you, if you like Tolkien, you might like this. It's like, no, you, you just. Do you want to read a good book? Like this, this one's good. Like it, it has that kind of distinctiveness or whatever. So mm-hmm. you don't need it, but it, it's kind of an impressive feat if you pull it off without it. Like there's other times where I feel like stuff is too, like like I felt Oblivion was just assembled from every other sci-fi movie to the point where I was just like, why? Like this isn't this is anything. It's just like yeah, it's weird because I even got vibes from the island from Oblivion. Like I don't know, it was weird. It's just assembled from other movies, and then at some point it's just like you'll just forget about it. Like it doesn't have an identity. Like Zardoz has an identity. It's wacky, it, but it's yeah, different, it definitely you know? has an identity. <laughs> yeah, like, it's sure. like you're not gonna confuse that. I I haven't watched 2010 in a long time. I have it. But I, the main things I remember was just like actors I liked were showing up. It's like, oh, John Lithgow's in this, and oh, Roy Scheider, Bob Balaban. Like it was just like this is a good crew of actors to go into space with. But I don't really remember <laughs> what all happens. I, I just remember it's like more explicit about you know it's extraterrestrial stuff than the first movie ever was. 
Um, so it's, it's less subtle, I guess. Do you like boxing movies ever reference like Rocky? They kind of well, do their own thing, right? Hmm. Are there like I mean the fighter doesn't really need to because it's like a true story. Neither does like Million Dollar Baby, The Hurricane, like Cinderella like, Man, Ali, or... Cinderella Man. Because I guess like if we're talking boxing movies specifically, they're more of a like character piece drama, and boxing is just the thing that character is doing. Yeah, than man. Our boxing movie. Rocky Two was on while we were on vacation. That is just like a depressing movie. Like sure. the first, the first two movies just are like, yeah, trying to make ends meet, man. I work in a meat packing plant. And, uh, thought I'd be a boxer, but just didn't pan mm-hmm. out last summer or whatever. Like, it's just like this is just oh. raging bull. Like I don't want to watch this. Yeah, yeah, raging bull also, but that's just like jealous, angry guy. Just can't. can't no, but like that's what I'm getting control. at is that yeah. boxing movies are just character movies. They like don't about need a to reference the biggest of the, but yeah, right. Rocky wasn't the first boxing movie. Like they go no. further back. There's all sorts of stuff from like the fifties and forties and whatever. Like it might be the biggest well-known one though. Probably. I mean, best, best picture and everything. And uh, like just underdogs, people love that. So sure. If you got an underdog story. Like dodgeball. Like dodgeball, a true underdog story. That's the yeah. tagline. Yep. Altudic's like a pirate. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, though. Like, I don't know. I kind of forgot what his original question was, is if it was like, what do you guys think of it? Or what are some other examples, I guess? Kind of what it like. Like, I feel the braid Mario thing is like one example I can think of. It's like it's a platformer and trying to do stuff with platforming. And then it has like the princesses in another castle, like acknowledgement of its history kind of thing. Right. Like that's yeah, that's that is a thing. But. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't know if game designers is Darksiders paying tribute to Zelda. No. Or like 3D dot game heroes, like stuff like that is like cribbing from Zelda, but they just 3D dot game heroes more so, I think. I'm trying to think of the game. Like, yeah, there doesn't I don't know if there's a lot of like. There, there is some reverentiality. Is that a word to people like other game creators and stuff? And like adventure game space, like there's always kind of like the Telltale games. A lot of those people work there too. But like the writing and stuff is very like you know Lucas Arts history with adventure games and stuff. Like there's there's respect there. Like I don't know, but a lot of games just, just seem to rip off other games and then put stuff in their game and. I want that money, you know, like or like the iOS game space of just like, oh, Flappy Bird works. OK, I'm just going to rip that off. And then there you go. Like there's there's kind of just a <clears throat> shystery, conny thing going on with some games. What about something like Super Meat Boy where there's other like indie characters unlockable with their own like quirks and mechanics? I guess that's happened like a bunch, too, with like indie developers paying tribute to each other and like helping each other it's kind of a weird circle jerk though right it is yeah like what was what was the it's like game dust and Legion tale like where you can like find characters in there too uh-huh yeah you're right that that was a thing and like or commander videos thing. and stuff and whatever mm-hmm. like it, there it, is super meat boy just straight out in the first like 10 minutes of that game yeah just i don't know it's it is like oh it's a close-knit group of dudes but at some point it's like 
Insiders Club or something. What about this? Like, I love Binding of Isaac, but is there something weird about like one of the pickups being Meat Boy, like a thing that that dude created? Like no, reference to well, his own thing, or is that like a different sort of thing? Because like Gish is also something you can pick up in that mm. game. I mean, it, it's kind of like you know, all, Quentin Tarantino has the same brand of cigarettes in all his movies. Like there's little inside jokes or something. But he's not the cigarette company. Like they're not Quentin brand cigarettes. Well, but or, or like Vega, the last name is in Reservoir, mentioned in Reservoir Dogs, kind of thing. Like there's like little. <laughs> insider universe stuff or like you know kevin smith characters across his whole Mm -hmm. bunch of films right yeah like or or, yeah i guess even just like jane silent bob showing up in all sorts of different things like scream three like what do you have to do with this it's like i don't whatever we're here so i don't know if you don't well i'm not even saying that's a good thing though either like should should that be an inside joke in that movie even is that a good idea yeah, I don't know. It does kind of rip you right out of the thing, whatever it is, right? Like, you're just like, oh, mm. I was getting way into this, and now there's this weird cameo. Like, it's like a shameless cameo with the. Well, to be fair, I never screen. got really into Scream 3, so seeing Silent Bob and Jay there. Didn't matter. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, I was busy playing Isaac, and then there's this reference. I, I think that fits fine, like, in that case, but. Because he created the other stuff, I guess. So actually, I think I just kind of like stuff like that. Like Super Mario RPG has like weird Metro like Samus and Link cameos. Well, I mean, yeah, but they're all under the umbrella of Nintendo. So yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. still just kind of like, oh, fun. There's like a little little Easter egg in here. That's cool. It, it like I don't get annoyed by it. So what yeah. about like Mega Man being able able to do a Hadouken and Mega Man X because Capcom? That doesn't bother me, but I'm I'm not. No, it doesn't bother me either. But like, does that fall into the same weird circle jerky thing? Well, it's, a, it's the same. I mean, it's like there's a okay. Buster yeah, I guess rising. it's not circle jerky. It's just masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our other properties are pretty cool too, huh? Like, oh, I'm so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> like at that point, Kingdom Hearts is just the ultimate. Like <laughs> we are so good. Like, oh, my God, all that rad stuff we've done. Here's like mm. just a big fan service thing for Disney fans and Square fans. What about Lego? Let's get you go know, there where they're based just on like other properties and nods to that sort of thing. Like Lego Batman. Mm-hmm. Is that even a nod at that point? <laughs> like that, That's just yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just, just kind of license stealing in a weird way. I guess it the kind of most genius thing they've done is like making their own thing a thing. So people get right. excited about like Emmett. And it's just right. like, okay, like you finally done it. You you pulled off like the ultimate con. <laughs> but right. yeah, I know we know we all know about that. There was a Lego store on downtown Disney. Of course there was. <laughs> yeah. Should we just move on? I mean, it had a big dragon from Sleeping Beauty on it, and it's like, I wish I could like this, but I can't. And I walked away. But didn't take a picture. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. Okay, next voicemail. Have you guys ever seen a movie and went, if I were ever in a position where I could have made a movie, this is actually the movie I would have made. 
Hmm. I had that experience once. It's with this stupid horror movie, Rubber, that's about yeah. a tire that comes to life and starts killing people. Yeah. It's all kinds of meta. But it's like the kind of bizarre, stupid humor that my brain would come up with. It's just really kind of weird to me that someone like made the movie I would have made. Is that Have you ever had that experience with like a movie or even like a book or, I don't know, like the story of a game or something? I don't know. Thoughts. Cabin in the Woods. Really? Just, just like... like because I, if I was going to make a horror movie, I would want to just make a like homage to my favorite horror movies. And what better way than to just throw like rip it, all of that off and throw them all in somehow? Hmm. Hmm. I don't. I don't know that I've ever like just been like that is exactly what I would do. It's more, like I'm like if I really like something, it's like I'm kind of envious of it or something. I'm just like, oh, I could have never come up with that. That's so crazy. Oh, something. Clerks. Because when I saw that for the first time, I was working at a gas station. It's like this. This is something I could have done. I could have just put a camera like in front of me, <laughs> or something. You know, like yeah. Dead air. Uh, like I mean, like movies I like really responded to is like Rise of the Planet of the Apes and stuff. But I don't know that I would have. Like, I didn't know I wanted that until I was watching it. It's not like, oh, I've been thinking about making something like that forever. You know? Like, it, it mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't It wasn't quite like that. Well, like, uh, like, not to be exact, though, I don't think, because also, like, Freddy vs. Jason, I've been wanting that since I was, like, three years old, or in grade three. Yeah. So it's just like, when it finally happened, I didn't know how it would be done but i would have made that movie if i could have because i wanted to see freddy versus jason now i'm just looking at like american movie i just okay making movies you know but i mean like that experience of just like oh no i could totally do it and it's just like oh this is going so badly like i I just like i have a lot of doubt i guess self-doubt about like sure pulling it off so i mean when I say, like, I would totally make, like, Cabin in the Woods, this is assuming I had the finances and, like, people to help me do it. Okay, okay. But, like, like realistically, the only one would be Clerks because I could literally just get a camera at that point in my life and, like, find a quirky sidekick and, like, write some weird dialogue or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that wouldn't have been hard to do. It's like maybe maybe like something like the the Smash Brothers documentary that's on YouTube. Mm. I'm just like this is a really simple documentary and it's just about this gaming scene thing and it's just like all you need to do is like interview people and then edit it together and like it's sure. about gaming which is something I'm already invested in and like talking to people about it and stuff like like that could have you you know if you knew a little bit more about a specific scene or something you could have made a documentary about some component of video gaming. And In I that respect, that. Indie Game the Movie, Free to Play, and Looking for Group, the World of Warcraft one. Yeah. Like, because those are all things I am into. <laughs> yeah, it's like gaming documentaries. I could, yeah. That could actually happen. You know? Right. So, like, yeah. I mean, fuck, most of the people like in Indie Game the Movie, like the side people, not the mm-hmm. main three, we've mm-hmm. actually talked to. So... 
there's that. There is that. <laughs> so, so like maybe that, that like that that might be one of like that thing of just like oh I, yeah, th- this is within reach and po- possible. Right. So like walking out of a movie and be like, man, all you need to do is just ask people about games and people make a movie, huh? That's crazy. All right. Yeah. Damn. Especially that free to or not free to play the looking for group the World of Warcraft one because yeah. like most of that footage was just filmed from like the big raid teams and stuff at BlizzCon. Okay. So it's just like all I need is a video camera, a microphone, and a BlizzCon pass. Like I'll talk to a bunch of people, ask them about like their schedules and wh- how they feel about stuff. Maybe ask if I could like when they're about to raid, go to their house for some shots when they're raiding. Like, and I would have that exact movie. <laughs> so, like, that would be so easy because these aren't even stars, really. It is people just playing the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. It's like a 10 year history thing. I'm just looking up this thing right now. Because even like just... doing free to play, you kind of need the backstage access for the international. Right. Or is this just. No, I'll just shoot off the screens. Whatever. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. I think it's even just like a YouTube movie. Like it was pretty low, low cost. It looks like it's on YouTube. It's just over an hour. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. All right. There you go. 872,000 hits. So realistically, that is the movie I could have and would have made if I like thought about it, I guess. There you go. Because that was totally in reach and it still is if I wanted to, but it's been done. So why would I? I did it too. Like, yeah, I don't. But okay, there you go. Yeah. Those are actually movies that we could have been involved in, maybe, but weren't. But last yeah. voicemail. You ready last for this voicemail. one? Yeah. So Japan does this thing where they'll put on like stage musicals of anime versions, mm-hmm. where like the with the effects budget like of like a really rich high school. Like they're, and some of them it's just like random people playing the characters. Like I think the there are Bleach musicals that do that, but there's there are two for the original series of Hunter Hunter, where all of the voice actresses and voice actors are playing their character, like dressed up in costume. It's really weird, and they're singing songs and stuff. So then that show is mostly like young young guys being, but their voice actresses are women. So the the women are actually like they're shorter, so they're like kind of the right height build to play those characters dressed up as stage. It's, it's very weird though. So if you guys could have the voice actors from any video game put on a live action stage musical of like like a new story in their world. What game would you pick? What cast? Metal Gear Solid, because I want to see David Hayter just be Snake. Yeah, he's the first one I thought of, too. But just because, like, voice acting and characters and stuff are so important to that game. Right. It's pretty pretty iconic. I don't know if I want... You know what? No, I do want a Metal Gear Solid musical. I was about to say I didn't, but that means there's, like, a giant number with a Snake Eater song, and I want to see that happen. So... Metal Gear Solid right. 3, specifically. Get the voice cast and put on a show. Dude, that would be great if it, like, 
Okay, so I'm gonna set the scene for when this is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It like a fight has just happened. Snake runs backstage, darkness. Then the curtains open up a little bit more, and orchestra gets comes out, and you see Snake slowly climbing a ladder, and they start playing <laughs> Snake Eater very low. Just like what? Is <laughs> that would be great. The ladder scene. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, how do you loop that ladder forever? Because <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that ladder goes into a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. And like, kind of like an escalator, right? That yeah. goes back around upstage, then to the top, and then back down. So it's a giant looping ladder. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so It's dumb. a giant stage gimmick. They have to, like, reuse it in other parts just to better justify yeah. it yeah. yeah uh that's now i'm just thinking about like the logistics of this giant weird circle ladder thing but oh, what up? <laughs> there was a there was another there's another one in like the back of my mind oh i i guess not really a musical but i was actually thinking like 999 or zero escape like mystery theater if you were to do like kind of little murder mystery episodes <clears throat> Okay. With that kind of premise or something, that might be like a fun stage show, but I don't know that it would work as a musical. And I don't think I want the voice acting cast because mm. there are some grating performances in the second one, like in the one with voice acting. But, but actually, most of the cast does okay. It's really just this weird rabbit character has this, the weirdest voice that they chose for it. Fortunately, you never need to hear it after you've gone through the tutorial, essentially. But. Yeah. So yeah, Zero Escape. Want more Zero Escape stuff in more forms, including theater. What about Shadow of the Colossus? That'd be so difficult. That would be be great to see how they do like these Colossuses on a stage. And the music (sighs) would swell up and Algo! Algo! Climbing up this like just what would it just a shaggy like thing with like rope ladders or something the mega 64 video of like this dude jumping on another dude and this like rug like just like if it's like a Cirque du Soleil themed show that's based on Shadow of the Colossus like event okay actually all that stuff is just hey I don't know like Beatles or like water like they just have like random ass themes eventually it's like well everyone who cared about the Beatles is dead what do people care about now Shadow of the Colossus okay then you do that. Video games. Wait, what? Beatles and water? No, I'm trying to think of, like, the themes behind their show, like, Aquas or something, and it'll just be, like, water-based. Oh, okay. You know, circus-performing kind of stuff. But if it's, like, hey, 40 years from now, the things that their target demographic are, like, nostalgic about is video games. So there's, like, just dudes dressed like Mario. Probably just be generally Mario-themed, like, video game-themed, rather. But just circus stuff. I would go see a Mario stage play. Yeah. Okay. Or like a musical. I mean, I, I went and saw. That's the thing. I went and saw just like an orchestra is going to play some music from various games. Like video games live is just kind of unimaginative music video game thing. You know, sadly, like it's it's cool. I went and saw it, but if they did a whole show like with a theme and like 
masked. I, they they have done like the theme shows, mm-hmm. but I or like the big I, Zelda one and everything. Like, like I wouldn't concert. go to that though because I like the different themes that they do. Right, right. But I I don't mean like it's like oh the, here's a night of Zelda music only. I'm saying like here's a Zelda opera. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that would be something. That might be something could, stupid, but I would want to see it. Yeah, it could be okay. I'm not sure. I mean, they did a fucking Broadway play of Spider-Man, so <laughs> why did. not? They did. It's supposed to be terrible. I can't wait for video games live again. I just want to hear Snake Eater again in person like that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I just it's like awesome. hearing I just like hearing like an actual orchestra like play it on a stage and somebody singing so good i don't know why (laughs) that theme is just fucking amazing anyways i guess that's our answers for that uh we have a few twitter things we can go through quickly um admiral fz asks borderlands pre-sequel too short just right do new game pluses count towards game length i don't think new game pluses should count towards game length with borderlands pre-sequel it probably does and I think Borderlands 2 overstayed its welcome, so shorter is better. That's my opinion on that. Sorry, because... I am. Mm-hmm. I have to confess, I looked up like Legend of Zelda Opera, and what I got instead was the DJ Zed playing like this hot Legend of Zelda electronic jam. Okay, and it's just kind of going for it. Like just people jumping around. Okay, it's a cool stage setup too. I haven't been to a concert in a while. It's kind of neat. But okay, I'm gonna close that. Uh, what was the question? Borderlands pre sequel too short, just right. Do new game pluses count towards game length? Mm-hmm. I I kind of like new game pluses counting towards game length because then I can choose if I want to see that story throughout more or not. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to see it again and like upgrade my character more. I th- and I thought Borderlands two overstayed its welcome for me, so mm-hmm. that's why I didn't play through that game again. So pre sequel is probably just right. I ha- have to finish that game still at some point. Do you want to though, or uh, a little bit? It's not too bad. It's okay. like a different shooter feel, so it's kind of nice every now and then to just get the Borderlands gameplay without like the annoying ass Tiny Tina jokes all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gamer, what are some of your guys' favorite game shows, and who's your favorite game show host? Oh. I liked Video and Arcade Top 10 and Nicholas Pickles. The hell is Nicholas Pickles? I don't know if that was... I, his name might have been something else, but do you remember Video and Arcade Top 10? I don't think so, no. I'm looking up Starcade though because we're talking about video game game shows now. But okay. uh, I, I I was wa- I, I remember watching like some kind of archived videos of Starcade and just being baffled that it existed. But I I wouldn't say that's like my favorite game show. Um, man, I I like honestly it's probably something boring like Jeopardy or something because you can just oh there's trivia like questions. Maybe yeah. they'll maybe they'll actually have questions I can answer and that'll be kind of fun because like so many it's just well Wheel of Fortune is kind of useless because it's just watching other people do something. Yeah, it's just like oh I solved the word puzzle and they didn't and they oh they got it okay like it's just a boring experience or like 
Price is Right is terrible, and it's like an hour. I didn't know it was that long. It is really long. Like, I guess it's just middle-of-the-day television, so who cares? But it, I don't know. Like, I always like, had a special place in my heart for Family Feud. Okay. And I don't know why. I think it's just because like, some of the answers from the polls they do are dumb. And it's just like, yeah, no, like 20 people said that. <laughs> Something. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't... Like, it, it's probably, honestly, Jeopardy, and then Alex Trebek is the next answer. Like, he just what does his job. What about Ben Stein's money? I didn't really watch that. I, I knew it existed, but is it good? Well, it's essentially Jeopardy with uh, Ben, ben Stein. Stein as the main guy and uh, Jimmy Kimmel. So, no, it's not very good at all. Jimmy Kimmel was on it? Yeah, he was, like, the question guy who asked the questions, and Ben Stein would just be like... Are you smart enough to win my money? Wow. Yeah, it's stupid. I didn't know that's where Jimmy Kimmel came from. What about okay. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I kind of like that show, too, for the same reason. of just There's trivia questions for you to answer, but they're multiple choice. But I guess kind of like the, you know, polling the audience and all those kind of lifelines. But it was always, I hated when someone just b- fucked up. It was just depressing. Like, it's like yeah. an, er- an early question where they just kind of make a dumb mistake. And it's just like, oh, you don't get anything. You really screwed up. Like, it's just like, I don't like seeing people embarrassed. And that yeah, show I had mean, that. Because it's yeah. one contestant. Like, you're in the hot seat. You failed. Like, there's no kind of, oh, well, this guy won. You know, like. If there's three people playing Jeopardy, and even if one is, like, minus $200 or something, you're like, well, it's a tough competition. Like, whatever. Like, it doesn't focus on it. But that just seemed to, like, dwell on failure. There were a few, like, trick questions sometimes, though. Like, not hard ones. But, like, you could easily fuck up if you weren't thinking a little bit more than normal. Like, for early questions. Like, I think one of them was just straight up, like, how many faces on a tetrahedron? And, like, the answer is right in the name. Mm-hmm. But like when you think of what a tetrahedron looks like, you would say maybe three, but like it's four because it has a base as well, right? Yeah, tetra. Well, yeah, but like right, you're just like trying to go rapid fire. You're just like oh, it's three, whatever. Oh, yeah. you got it wrong, and now you have to leave commercial but break. Like, yeah, that's yeah the commercial breaks. That's right. I don't, I know. don't know game shows. Do those? Are there just eat, like YouTube game shows that only exist there? I don't know. We could do that. Well, they have that. I'm saying that like that has to already exist because that's like low budget programming. Why don't we do that though? Let's make a game show. I don't know about what. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's make that, a game show. It would honestly be really fun, but it would take work. It what would work actually, but hey, man, if we get that like local television deal, game show. Oh, yeah. Honestly, that would be, I mean, yeah, that would be pretty fun. Like that's we a known just, structure. We could just steal John's like panel show that he runs. Idea. There you Put go. TV. We could be and our just, co-producer or something. No, we just won't credit him. <laughs> I have footage of one of those at UFC. At like Use Odafest. it as a pilot for the studio. No, it's shaky. I'm saying we could recreate it based on those questions. 
You know? Oh, right, right. Well, we could think up other questions. Uh, my answer is still video and arcade top 10. All right, there you go. And uh, Jeopardy, boom. And like, if you're not Canadian, you probably don't know what that TV or that show was. Uh, next question. What about, was... uh-oh. Remember that uh, show? I do. Uh-oh. And there's like slime. Yep. No. What was it, The Punisher? Yep. Was that his name? I think so. I think it was too. That's some copyright infringement right there, maybe. Well, it's Canada, dude. They don't care. Oh, yeah. Canada doesn't own copyrights. So Marshmallow on Twitter asks, my question is, do you prefer real-time strategy games or turn-based strategy games? What are your favorite turn-based ones? Favorite turn-based strategy games? I prefer... I don't know. Like, I was, like, looking at Massive Chalice yesterday, and just it's just not my genre, man. Like, even if uh-huh. stuff that like well there's some things about this but like i tried xcom and it seemed totally fine just didn't just didn't want to beat it i'm trying to think any game with that structure has pulled me all the way through like credits rolled i finished the video game Mm -hmm. no no that that has never happened so like Like, for me dragon age i guess real time strategy but, like, with the difference of you could pause it and, like, set your moves and then, like, unpause it and they'll do it. Oh, is that, it's well, then, like, KOTOR or something? Like, that has that. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's kind case, of like an I, amalgamation. I did finish KOTOR, like, the first one. Yeah. Um, so, I like we... StarCraft as well and WarCraft games. So, real-time strategy is just automatically the one I prefer, I guess. But I also like some Final Fantasy games and Chrono Trigger. Sorry, I thought we were talking about, like, tactics games, like, turn-based stuff. Well, I don't know. Turn-based strategy? I guess so, right? Like, when I when I hear strategy, that's just what I assume. If we're talking, like, RTS stuff, like, I played a bunch of Age of Empires, but... Yeah, Age of Empires is great. Yeah. So, that, that's my go-to in that in that genre. I know it's not the best, but it's the, it's the one I like. Heroes of Might Magic games are, I think, turn-based. Like, you would have a full turn, and then you would... And the Civ games... For people that like those, like I have Warhammer 40k, I've heard it's good. Like the those RTS games, but oh yeah, Dawn something, Dawn, Dawn of, of War, yeah. yeah, but yeah, they're okay, okay, or like Company of Heroes, like that kind of stuff. But I haven't tried it. And then he follows that up with, "I don't give a shit about RTSs." Well, then fuck you. Like, why do you ask a question if you don't even care about half of it? You retard. What I, I thought he was talking about, like Fire Emblem and stuff. Like that—that that was my presumption too, because well, I, I like his know, thing like, was. My question is: Do you prefer RTS or turn-based strategy? What are your favorite turn-based ones? I don't give a shit about RTS. Oh, like don't list those. It's just like, oh, okay. Well, then I'm not just gonna answer your question. Next question was Mr. T- Tide Toy. I thought it was like, yeah. How are you guys? I'm okay. Um. Yeah. That's a good question to end on. I always. I don't know what it is. Like somebody asked that on a top down, I think two weeks ago or something, mm-hmm. and I was and I was just like, that's the best question asked. I there's I have a soft spot for where somebody's just like my question is just like checking up. How are you guys doing? It's just kind of nice <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. It says you care. You can't decide how you are. Well, I'm, I don't know, like philosophical crossroads, man. I got big decisions going on. 
you know, try something else, you know. New podcast? No, no. Um, I don't like. So, hey, man, you ever you know David Lynch? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know he's been a longtime practitioner of transcendental meditation? Yes. So I really like that dude's movies. Mm-hmm. I'm looking into that stuff. Okay. That's that's been a recent development, and yeah, I, like it's like a religious enough where I'm like, okay, but just enough to where I'm like, I hope this isn't weird. Mm. But I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm. I think it's I think it's all right, based on my initial findings but sure i assume there's a lot of people that do that actually i I guess yeah like that was kind of like oh clint eastwood jerry seinfeld and you're just like what okay i i really only cared about the blue velvet mulholland drive guy but fair enough sure uh just because stuff's so weird i was just like how do you tap into that weird part of your mind of your imagination so yeah come next week i will know more but i can't tell you about some of it secrets what do you mean you can't tell about some of it? Insider TM secrets, dude. It's like, like, have you gone to a session? Yeah. Oh, you have already? Yeah, it's on. Oh, okay. It's happening. So. Okay, then. Y'all can't know my mantra. It's mine. Stuff like this. Right. But, like, which I'm not, I'm not, like, it's like, are secrets good or bad? Are they inherently fine? It doesn't fine? really matter. I guess so. Like it, yeah. as long as nothing really, really dicey is going on, it's it's fine. But and even if it is, whatever, no one else will tra- know. I I don't know. I'm just I try to be like transparent about stuff, but I'm not supposed to be about this. I like signed a form that said you can't talk about this. Mm. Not any of it, obviously, but like there are parts of it that aren't to be discussed because they're personal. I don't know. It's an odd thing. I haven't had anything like that ever happen so secrets what about religion paid secrets it's not i guess no, because but... religion they want you to talk about it and convert people exactly <laughs> so that's what's opposite. weird about it it's like <clears throat> hey you just sign up up front and then you learn the thing and we leave you alone like you're you're fine you don't have to come back or ever again like it's not like a weekly church or anything it's just you learn a thing you learn their secret and then you're you have it and it's yours mm-hmm. but you can't publish stuff about it because that's their like trademarked thing i guess kind of right i'm sure there are people on the internet that have by the way for people wanting to look in the internet for that i guess maybe or you could but just check it out yourself i guess honestly when i was first like looking mm-hmm. into it when I, after i read david lynch's book i was just like okay i'll just look up what that is what is that and i was just like oh man they really scrubbed the internet pretty good about hmm. like the specifics, so unless it's d- the darknet going in there, I guess it. so. I'm I've never set up proxies and stuff and done some darknet, so that would be really weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, how am I doing? That's what I'm about to do, and I'm not sure what's going to happen. But uh, yo, Twin Peaks is pretty good. We just finished yeah. the first season, so I don't know. Mines. There you go. I, is, I think that's it. Is that yeah. it for this week? Well, New state of so, consciousness, dude. I, so I, much for a short one, I guess. Yeah. Nice I just realized the time. Lean episode for you. 
Yep. Three hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us as always. We'll catch you on the other side and yeah, keep those barrels burning. like a different fire metaphor like oh that's a toasted marshmallow or something like i don't like oh that one fell in the fire are you saying we should toast marshmallow <laughs> no <laughs> he marshmallow's going right in the barrel